This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Wednesday, November 23rd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. A shooting at a Walmart in Virginia on Tuesday night left seven people dead, including the shooter, police said. Officers responding to a report of a shooting in Chesapeake found several victims as they swept through the store over a course of about 40 minutes. Rescue teams were sent in to tend to the wounded. It was the second high-profile shooting in a handful of days. A person opened fire at a gay nightclub in Colorado late Saturday, killing five people and wounding 17. The shooting's come in a year when the country was shaken by the deaths of 21 when a gunman stormed an elementary school in Uvalde, Texas. Tuesday's shooting also brought back memories of another Walmart in 2019 when a gunman, uh, police say, was targeting Mexicans, opened fire at a store in El Paso and killed 22 people. Police believe there was one shooter at the Walmart in Virginia uh, and he is dead. The shooting apparently stopped uh, when police arrived at the store in Chesapeake, which is Virginia's second largest city and lies next to the seaside communities of, of Norfolk and Virginia. Virginia Beach. A shooting in Philadelphia's East Germantown section left a teenager dead and another injured on Tuesday night. Police say two suspects fired at least 28 shots near a takeout restaurant in the 6200 block of Worcester Street at 630. It's uh, a 16-year-old male was shot in the chin and the arm. He was taken to the hospital and placed in stable condition. Two blocks away, police found a 17-year-old male victim suffering from a gunshot wound to the torso. He was pronounced dead at the hospital. Police are looking for at least two gunmen wearing gray hoodies. Employees of the takeout restaurant were not hurt, even though some of the gunfire went inside. Anyone with information on this shooting is asked to contact police by calling 215-686-TIPS. Travel experts warn this Thanksgiving will be packed on the roads, in the air, and on the train. AAA Manager of Public and Government Affairs, Yana Tidwell, says uh, this is the pent-up demand to travel. And we saw this uh, this over the summer with travel season rebounding throughout the summer. Airport officials say more than 867,000 guests will pass through Philadelphia International Airport from November 18th. Uh, until November 29th. The busiest days are the two days before Thanksgiving and the weekend after. On Tuesday, nearly 80,000 passengers were estimated to travel through the airport, but passengers say it didn't feel too busy. AAA expects more than 670,000 Philadelphia area residents to hit the road, and um, that's up 1.8% compared to last year. If you're traveling by car, we certainly urge you to consider traveling during non-peak hours, said Tidwell. Early in the morning, later in the evening, not only will cut down on the amount of time you spend in your car, but it will also cut down on the amount of gas that you will use uh, not idling in traffic. In sports this morning. All sacks are yummy. The Sixers beat the Brooklyn Nets 115 to 106 last night in South Philly. Tobias Harris scored 24 points and a shorthanded Sixers team playing without Joel Embiid and James Harden spoiled Ben Simmons' first game in Philadelphia with the Nets. Simmons had 11 points, 11 assists, and 7 rebounds and heard plenty of boos from the crowd. In the fourth quarter, he didn't take a shot and scored only 2 points in the second half. The Sixers are on the road with a game in Charlotte against the Hornets and tip-off will be at 7 o'clock. He also got all the uh, Sixers fans in attendance free chicken nuggets yes. from uh, Chick-fil-A. Oh, that's true, yeah. Brickin', brickin' for chickens. He missed 2 free throws. Huh. 
The Flyers, who have lost seven games in a row, are on the road tonight with a game in Washington against the Capitals. The puck will drop at 7.30. And the Phillies have extended the contract of base, uh, president of baseball operations, David Dumb- uh, Dombrowski, for three years, taking him through the 2027 season. Managing partner John Middleton announced yesterday. Dombrowski <laughs> made the decision to fire manager Joe Girardi in June and replaced him with bench coach Rob Thompson. After the Phillies' postseason run, Thompson was signed to a two-year contract. Dombrowski led four franchises the Phils, Red Sox, Tigers, and Marlins to World Series appearances and helped to build championship teams for the Marlins in 1997 and the Red Sox in 2018. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you, Kathy. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Doing well. How are you? Wonderful. Doing just fine. Uh, A pre-Thanksgiving show as we uh, get ready to head into the... uh, uh, most revered of holidays for eaters, uh, so we're getting excited for that over here, kind of, sort of. Actually, it's kind of a stunted thing. Have you worked out a um, what you're going to do because uh, you and your lovely wife are both uh, positive for COVID and you're trying to mm-hmm. do things right? And, and Any ideas? We haven't really talked about it. We're going to send the kids out to the grocery store today. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, we should. <laughs> get back and everything's gone. God. I, who knows if they'll get what we need or who knows. But but anyway, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we haven't really worked out a plan. It's bizarre. I've been <laughs> been in uh, kind of this limbo, uh, yeah. like doing nothing. Uh, and uh, I don't know. It's it's a weird, uh, uh, weird situation to be in. And Thanksgiving, I love this time of year. Absolutely. This is your for, favorite for holiday. Day. It's my favorite holiday of the year. Oh, and I was telling Marissa off air, and I mentioned this briefly yesterday, it's only gotten worse. This metallic taste in my mouth Ugh. is disgusting. So I was it lo- is just horrible. I was looking at the side effects of Paxlovid, and number one, which is what you took, metallic taste in mouth that lasts Dude, for three to is- five days. It is ever-present. It Ugh. does not go away, uh, except for Rochelle... Uh, had me eat a popsicle yesterday, and believe it or not, that lightened it up for a little while. Oh. So maybe you have but a Thanksgiving like, popsicle. But like the post-coffee taste, which I absolutely love right. in the morning, is horrible. Oh, it's just man. nasty. And do you find- so I kept waking up in the middle of the night just going... Uh, Do you find yourself, though, like eating more and drinking more to try yes! to, make- yeah, to, try yes! to make it go away? We're eating non-stop. <laughs> and I mean... Just like plates of cookies and, and, and sweet things, the stuff I should not be eating, but we're just eating nonstop does, to try and stop this horrible taste in my mouth. Does the very sweet stuff cut through, or is it doesn't stand a chance? Well, temporarily. Temporarily. And then, and then when you're done, it comes right back. So and you it's have, just a... You have your taste? Yeah. I, I can taste things. I had, uh, for the, the first couple of days, I'm like, that stuff is kind of bland. Yeah. I mean, I can pick up on notes of sweet and, and, and other, you know, uh, flavors, but uh, I did notice a little um, dent in uh, my ability to be able to identify things taste-wise, but that, that seems to be okay now. It just yeah. so, tastes terrible. When what? it goes away, the taste goes away, It's you'll you'll know, and, and it's you really had it, weird. Right? Yeah, you had I it, right? for a couple days. Well, the weirdest press is when you drink water, and you're like, well, water doesn't have taste anyway, and then you're like, oh, no, no. This water actually water. has no taste. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, water does water have a does taste. Water does have a taste to it. Yes. Yeah, you're right, so... All right, but anyway, whatever. Uh, you know, it's uh, no big deal. It's just kind of a drag that it happens over Thanksgiving. That my yes. Yeah. Screwed. But 
That's all good, man. Uh, we're set for a day, uh, a final day before we head into the holiday weekend. So we will give away our Word of the Week prize uh, this week at the end of the show, Graham. Uh, I called it show, Graham. Um, and it's uh, courtesy of our friends from Squeezed.com. Uh, but Big Jay Okerson is going to be on the program today. He is yeah. stopping by in studio. Uh, he's at Helium, if I am he not is. incorrect about that, right? Yeah, okay, so yeah. he's got a few shows. I think he's got one tonight, right? It's sold out tonight. And then the early show on Saturday is sold out as well. Okay. But, yeah, he's got a show tonight, uh, Friday and Saturday. Nice. All right. So Jay uh, stops by this morning. Uh, we'll spend some time with him. That's in the 8 o'clock hour, I believe. So, um, And other than that, we give the things that we have to give away to you. And uh, we chat and we have a good time leading into a long weekend, hopefully, for everybody. So let's take a break. We'll come back in a second. Super Question Entertainment Report. That stuff is up when we get back. Oh, uh, Casey, am I forgetting something? Yes, Hold on. secret text for us. That's all. Um, and I, we have a chance to win a $50 Bonefish Girl gift card. Nice. I think that's what it is. So text the word secret to 39333. All right, we'll take a break. Be right back. Stay with us. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, thanks, Kath. So, stupid question this morning. We are going to give away a Black Adam uh, copy on digital, if you can answer this. I forget to go with a Thanksgiving-themed question for today. And this one I was not familiar with, but uh, what did President Calvin, Calvin Coolidge famously receive as a Thanksgiving gift? Oh, I'll even narrow it in for you a little bit. What animal did President Calvin Coolidge famously receive as a Thanksgiving gift? It's uh, not a turkey. I thought it was a sex act, but I uh, okay. Let's, yeah. let, no, let's see if you know. No, he didn't get a uh, Andy. he didn't get a rusty trombone for uh, for Thanksgiving. Two one five two six three WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. Uh, what did President Calvin Coolidge receive as a Thanksgiving uh, gift? Mm. Famously received. I'll mention some birthdays today. Being the 23rd day of November, we were just talking about this young lady yesterday. Uh, she's going to be doing a New Year's Eve broadcast yet again this year. It's Miley Cyrus's birthday today. And Miley turns 30 years old today. So she does definitely have rock cred. I mean, she's, you know, she's performed with a lot of artists and they seem to respect her Metallica. She was friends with Taylor Hawkins. Um, you know, and uh, apparently she puts on a hell of a New Year's Eve show, right, Nick? I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I was impressed by it, and uh, the fact that she's doing it with Dolly Parton this year—it's pretty cool, man. And, and is Dolly like officially her godmother or something? I, that's what I—I I think that's the that's case. What yeah, that's what they said yeah. yesterday okay. in the story. So uh, I guess so. Yeah, she is legitimately Kathy, her sworn godmother. That's what I mean. I don't—I I don't know why else they would say that. Yeah. Oh, okay. All Unless right. they're liars. <laughs> um, when she started on Hannah Montana, any idea how old she was? I, I don't know offhand, so I was curious if she was like a, you know, 10 or 12-year-old or that I'm, young. I'm going to guess that range. There, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, she's 30 she's... today, Preston. So Hannah Montana started uh, in 2006. Uh, so, she, yeah, she would have been 14, 13 or 14. How okay. old was Alexis okay. Texas when she started? Oh, my God. That's a different uh, research uh, category. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Hopefully 18. Yeah. We're hoping uh, over 18. All right, so Miley Cyrus is 30 today. Uh, it's Snooky's birthday today. Snooky. Snooky from Jersey Shore uh, is 35. Nicole Polizzi is she, her name. She was like a hot mess, but like you wanted to watch. Well, she made, she was one of the main draws of that show, yeah. that first season of that show. Uh, you know, she was the one that the, very quoted her in the situation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. And she's also uh, a, a type, which yeah. I, I remember clearly in my my earlier days. She was the the little party gal, right. like what? there was always one, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, one tiny one, yeah. one little five, one one Marissa, one little five footer that was always like, Whoa! I mean, you know, that was her. That was her, right? Yeah, yeah. What did she want? Her thing was she looked for. What they, did she call them? Juicers or uh, bodybuilders? <laughs> the guys on steroids? That oh, was I her. Forget. Which she was attracted to. Yeah. But now she's a mom. She's wonder if she's still attracted to juicers. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Press, uh, uh, she and you have a uh, common interest. Do you, uh, both, you both love pickles? Oh, she's she, a pickle lover. Yeah, she I did. thought she was a Rush fan. Yeah. No, not <laughs> And that. how do you know this? Was this uh, Dude, on an episode? Or? What, no, she snacked on it the entire time. Like, no kidding. Always had pickles in the fridge. Yeah. I like Snooky. Yeah, there you go. Right. Wait, real quick. There's. I just pulled up because I was trying to figure out what Steve was talking about, what she would always say. And there's just a few quotes from her. Study hard, but party hardy, harder. Uh, I don't go tanning anymore because Obama put a 10% tax on tanning. Donald Trump, <laughs> I would vote for him. I went to school. I went to college. <laughs> oh, there you go. That sounds about Snooky. I went to school. I went to college. <laughs> uh, we also have uh, the great Bruce Hornsby celebrating his birthday today. I listen to Bruce Hornsby turns. all the time. 68 years old today. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, cons- uh, uh, every week. I, I, I love his stuff. I love a number of his albums. His solo stuff, his song, Dreamland, is one of the most beautiful songs ever written. And, uh, yeah, a, a massive Bruce Hornsby fan. Uh, and he d- did a turn for a while there with the Grateful Dead. Yes. Um, Melissa you know, Etheridge. Uh, yeah, so he's uh, he's been around not only and and I think he kind of started off as a support guy, yeah, uh, and then was it was a great songwriter, and then he hit with you know just the way it is exploded on the charts, and then that whole album was just loaded with great music. He worked with Huey Lewis too, wrote a couple of uh, songs for Huey Lewis. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he is sixty eight years old today. Uh, Bruce Valanche. We're yes. kind of buds with Bruce. Bruce comes by from time to time when he's in town. He's the uh, you know he's got uh, shaggy hair and wears those red uh, rimmed glasses, and he's a great uh, writer, punch up writer, comedy writer, and uh, had a turn on Hollywood Squares for a while there. He was the center square. He was he was legendary in that position, and he, he's promising. Apparently, the thing he's working on is he's finally going to commit his experience doing that Star Wars holiday special, which he wrote on and was called in to write on. And he's going to do a whole book or at least a uh, some sort of podcast about his experience with that because it's one of the legendary missteps in pop culture. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he is uh, 74 years old today. Uh, Robin Roberts of Good Morning America fame uh, turns 62 years old today. It's been around forever. Uh, She's beaten cancer, I think, twice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then the last birthday I saw is uh, Vincent Cassell. And I know yeah. the name. Doogie Howser. And I didn't. I didn't look him up. Oh, yep. Vinny? Yeah, yeah Vinny. Yeah, Vinny oh. from Doogie. I, I think no, no, that's no. him. No, no, no. You're thinking of somebody else's case. Uh, Vincent Am Cass- I thinking of Sam Cassell? No, Sam Cassell. Sam Cassell was a ba- uh, yeah, no, basketball. Um, uh, Vincent Cassell was in uh, Ocean's 12, uh, Preston. He's the guy that does, he's like really acrobatic. He's a French actor. Huh. And he like can, can do these um, well, really cool moves. I, I, 
I only watched part of 12. I've just hated it so much. But it says here he was in 13 as well, though. Yeah, 12 I don't remember. The, Ocean's 12 and Ocean's 13, yeah. You'd recognize him because he's the guy that um, he can, like, um, do these weird backflips and, and uh, acrobatic huh. uh, weird moves. So um, I was yeah. thinking of Max Casella. That's Max it. Casella. Max Casella. Who, That's by the it. way, I started watching Tulsa King with Sly Stallone. And How is it? It's not bad. Yeah, uh, I made it through the first episode. Uh, the uh, but Max Casella is in that. I just saw him. What's that about? Tulsa King is about Sly Stallone's character, who is a uh, a mob guy. He might be like a capo in the uh, in the New York New York mob. Does twenty five g- uh, years in jail, gets out of jail, goes to the mob boss's house, says, "Hey, what do you got for me?" And they're like, "You can have Tulsa." And so he has to go because Tulsa apparently is an untapped resource. For, for the mob. mobsters, and so okay. he gives him that city, and that's is he playing a tough guy? Or yes. Is it, which Stallone? Which Stallone is he? Is he, is he got a little bit of Rambo in him, or a little bit of uh, <sighs> a little? Don't uh, stop Rocky. or my mom will shoot. Uh, no, he's okay. uh, no, he plays like a tough guy. Yeah, uh, like he's probably, very very gruff, right? Yeah, like yeah. a mob enforcer, but you know, yeah. Okay. So he just kind of goes into this this town. And Where do you go in this town for good Ginichetti? And he just <laughs> he takes everything by force. But you got to understand, like Tosa has the worst Ginichetti, <laughs> <laughs> and Maserata. Ginichetti, yeah. You know what, though, Maurice, if you can find, if we can play with this, because I think you would have a field day with this, Steve. The very beginning of the very first episode is all voiceover from him. Oh, okay. I, a, I do want to see the show because it's the first time he's done a series. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I think it's really funny his voiceover. Is it in any way similar to Doogie Howser at it's all? Not at all. Not uh, even. No, Doogie Howser is about this kid who <laughs> is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! There he Stallone goes. sings <laughs> the theme songs. Yeah. That's a great idea. Now can you do Perfect Strangers? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know the words of that song. I can do 60 minutes. <laughs> Casey knows. What's the first line to Perfect Stranger, Casey? Uh, sometimes yeah. the world looks perfect and nothing can rearrange. You ready? Uh, nobody knows. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> We could go on, uh, but we uh, that's our last uh, birthday. That's Prince it. Yeah, Prince, Prince, Prince Casella, not, not Max Casella. Not Max Casella. <laughs> not right. Sam Casella. Nothing to do with Doogie Howser. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to see if somebody knows the answer to this. What did President Calvin, Cool- Calvin Coolidge famously receive as a Thanksgiving gift? Casey, who are we going to go to on the phone? Uh, you know what? i got to take a look see here. It looks like Todd on uh, line two. We got Todd. All right. All right. Todd, you there, sir? Uh, Todd is gone. Now we're going to go to Dan. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll try him. Hi, Dan. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, all right, Dan. What did President Calvin Coolidge famously receive as a Thanksgiving gift one year? Uh, a raccoon. A raccoon, a raccoon is correct. Yes. Yeah. 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 Live yeah. raccoon. And unfortunately, I don't know the story behind it. I started to look it up like two seconds before we began uh, this segment, and I didn't get a chance to check out why he had a raccoon. But I think he kept it as a pet uh, for a while, from what I understand. Um, So, all right, that means that uh, I believe it was Dan uh, is going to get Black Adam on digital. Uh, Nearly 5,000 years after being bestowed with powers of gods and then immediately imprisoned, Black Adam is now free to unleash his unique justice on the world, and you can own it. 
right now on digital. All right, um, let's get to some entertainment stories. After all, that's what we do here in this particular segment. Uh, in her first public appearance since leaving a wellness facility in October, Wendy Williams talked about whether she wants to get married again and how she can't wait to fall in love. Did, before... did you, was this an interview that you saw, or did you just read the... Um, I'm um, just reporting on this. I did not see it, yeah. so I don't know how she seemed right, in this, right. Steve. Uh, she took part in a conversation at the WBLS Circle of Sisters event in New York City on Monday night. She said, I can't wait to fall in love, and I don't want to get married. I want him to already have had kids. Uh, she said, this is a video that was shared on the Instagram. She said, I want him to be someplace between, well, somewhere around my age. You know, maybe 10 years younger than me and maybe 15 years older than me. You know what I mean? Well, that's not that's really not her age. Yeah, yeah. That's Somewhere around my age. Younger. Within a 30-year yeah. range. Uh, she added, and then we'll be able to do things together. Like if we want to, all of a sudden, want to fly to New York City. If we want to fly to France to be there for two days to have food or whatever. I want to be able, you know, I could be qualified with a man that, come on, baby, let's do it. We do fly private, or do we fly private, or do we fly public? Okay. okay. It right. sounds a little all over the place, but there you go. That's what she wants, I guess. And She wants uh, someone who's deranged. Uh, her former publicist told Entertainment Tonight Wendy Williams was invited out to her former radio station's annual WBLS Circle of Sisters event. As she shared in momentous and sentimental moment, a, she shared a momentous and sentimental moment with the audience after taking time off and focusing on herself. She is gracefully getting back to what she loves. There you go. To her publicist. She's in the uh, National Radio Hall of Fame as well. She was the, the yeah. inductee the year before we got in. That is correct, yes. Uh, Selma Blair and Christine Applegate are supporting one another in their battles with multiple sclerosis. Uh, Applegate announced her diagnosis in 2021. Blair has been struggling with the disease since 2018. And Chris, uh, uh, Blair said, uh, oh, gosh, I've known Christina for so many years. We're really close, and I'm just a fan of hers. Uh, she said she is an iconic California girl actress of my generation, and she is it. There has not been one thing that she's done that I haven't been like nailed it. And she's just nailing it, just being who she is with this MS. Uh, she also detailed how she and her sweetest thing co-star are uh, there for one another. She said, Christina still supports me. She's still just a strong one. Uh, and she said she really is. She's such a nurturer. If you need something, she's at your house. Uh, there have been things that I had been... Uh, that I had been unglued, and she's like, I'm outside, answer the door. She's just amazing and strong and fun, which is uh, cool. And and Selma Blair, obviously, she just competed in Dancing with the Stars. She had to, you know, tap out a little bit early because it was taxing for her, but she's, she did it, so she's come a, an incredibly yeah. long way back. I saw an article yesterday, and unfortunately I didn't dive into it, but I think, did she come back on the show or something like that? That I didn't. So the last time I heard is that she, was, she determined that... Um, it was a little too taxing for her, though she was competing. Yeah. She was doing well on the show, but she thought just just for to err on the side of caution, it was probably best to uh, walk away. I don't know if yeah. she's actually come back on the show. Possibly. Yeah, I thought I saw something that said she, she showed back up maybe for a final dance. I'm not sure. Uh, Blair added, uh, but I'm more like, okay, if you need help with canes and that stuff, because I'm like really into all that, like all the things that help me get around, but she's got it locked down. She has a lot on her plate. It's a lot. Uh, she's as brilliant and as beautiful as ever. So would it be fair to say she's all that in the bag of chips? chips? I would say so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Definitely. She was definitely popular when yeah. that was a popular phrase. She, yeah. who, who would have thought, though, around the time of Married with Children that Christine Applegate would turn into a really yeah. top-level comedic actress? Yeah. yeah really totally. good. I, I wouldn't have. I thought she might have been just kind of a throwaway, you know, she'll have her, yeah. her day with, with Married with Children and then move on, but she has made it last. But then, so you know, um, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead, and you're like, wait a second, this chick's got range. <laughs> that was a guilty pleasure uh, for me, that movie. I, like that I loved it, too. I like the brother yep. who ends up becoming a chef. I thought yeah. that was pretty yep. fun. Uh, Brooke Shields appeared on the Drew Barrymore show yesterday and shared that she felt like she was taken advantage of during her famous interview that she did with Barbara Walters when she was just 15 years old. Uh, Shields referred to the interview as the fiasco and said it seemed like Walters was looking for a negative soundbite. Walters had interviewed the Blue Lagoon actress in 1981 shortly after she starred in a controversial Calvin Klein campaign. And she said, she asked me what my measurements were and asked me to stand up. And I stand up, and she's comparing herself to this little girl. And I thought, this isn't right. I don't understand what this is. She said, but I just behaved, and I smiled. And she added that she uh, felt kind of taken advantage of in, in many ways in that particular interview. So, and Drew Barrymore said, yeah, neither do I, but Drew Barrymore said kind of the same thing, that she was made to feel uncomfortable by Barbara Walters. Just, but what's Barbara Walters? Is she... Is she She's still around, right? She's yeah, just she's still alive. Yeah. Uh, Fully retired as yeah. far as I know. Yeah. I don't think she does anything. She's but, uh, mostly uh, doing uh, pickleball tournaments. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's she, is she thing. doing play-by-play on oh, that? Oh, she loves it, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> she's phenomenal. Quentin Tarantino is responding uh, to those who criticize his films on account of violence and the use of racial, racial slurs. The Pulp Fiction creator recently appeared on HBO Max's Who's Talking to Chris Wallace and addressed the backlash that he faced. Uh, Wallace had asked him, so when people say, well, there's too much violence in his movie, he uses the N-word too often, what uh, do you say? And Tarantino replied and said, you should go see something else. (laughs) Then see something else. He said, if you have a problem with my movies, uh, then they aren't the movies to go see. And apparently, uh, I'm not making them for you. So that was his response to that. And he is about to embark on his final project. God, I hope not. That's what he's saying. Yeah, I hope that's not the case. I I think he's really, you know, a career that's been pretty consistently amazing, but I think he's really, really hitting his stride with the last couple of movies. And uh, You know what one I never got around to watching, and I've heard great things because I love his movies? I never saw The Hateful Eight. What did you guys think of that? I I liked it. Yeah. Actually, I I thought it was okay. All right. Uh, I watched... Nick, I didn't make it through it. Uh, huh. For whatever whatever it was on the day that I watched it, it's a very, very slow start. Yeah. And I just, I bailed on it and, and never came back to it. And I've heard it, it pays off. Casey told me it's a great movie. So, uh, you know, it, I trust the judgment, but I, I haven't had just, a chance to really go back to it. It's different. I mean, they're okay. essentially in one room. For like essentially the entire movie. I mean, there's there's a couple of other scenes and stuff like that, but I mean it's it's a I mean it's a real uh, like closed in set like that know? like that uh, the, the the Grindhouse movie that they did, you yeah. know, with him and Robert Rodriguez. Uh, the, his his uh, Death Proof that that uh, with the Kurt Russell as the stunt driver. When Quentin Tarantino writes great dialogue, but sometimes when he gets carried away with his own dialogue. Mm-hmm. You'll have scenes that are just like, oh, man, this is too much. I, the, the only movies I never saw of his were uh, The Hateful Eight I didn't finish. Uh, I didn't see Grindhouse. And I never saw Jackie Brown. Oh, uh, I love Jackie, Jackie Brown's Brown. fun. Yeah, I need to see Jackie Brown. I yeah, like that one, really too. Good. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, if you get a chance, do Jackie Brown. You know, I know you're uh, <laughs> okay. you're, you're kind of <laughs> do Jackie Brown. Uh, <laughs> you're, um, 
you're homebound for a little bit, so if you can yeah. find two hours you know, to do it. One of the reasons I like Jackie Brown is that uh, it, De Niro plays against type in that movie. Completely he's, against yeah, type. He's, he's, yeah. a, he's kind of a goofball idiot, and uh, and, and Bridget Fonda's really great in it. And, um, yeah, I, I like that Pam movie. Greer. Pam Greer yeah, is Pam super Greer. sexy, and yeah. Robert Forrester, and Michael Keaton's in it. That's right. Michael Keaton's playing a part that you're like, oh, what? And, and at that time, you're like, I haven't seen Michael Keaton Right, doing stuff bit. like this. Also, yeah. I think Tarantino's script for True Romance, which is one of yeah, my yeah. favorite movies as yeah. well. By the way, speaking of Quentin Tarantino, uh, we're switching to a new uh, audio system, and so as a result, I saw this thing today that we haven't used in a long time from Quentin Tarantino. Right. Do you want to hear this? Go ahead. It's kind of sure. cool. This is Quentin Tarantino, and you're listening to Preston and Steve on WMMR in Philly. Wow. Gadzooks! <laughs> wow. When did we get that? <laughs> I don't even remember we that. We have all these IDs, and I'm like, oh my... We you know, never use them. We never. We used to, we used to get those. We don't get them anymore. We never... I could never find a good place to put those. Yeah. Casey, play the camp out. I, I got program. you. Hang on a second. Okay. I got to find it. <laughs> Steve, you're going to like this. Oh, it's all right. Wait, 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 wait. Where Casey, is it? Casey played it before the show. Okay. Uh, <sighs> Should we guess? Uh, go ahead, guess. Isn't it an obscure actor? No, it's it's a oh. it's a character. All right, all right. The, there's oh. a little bit of production. Oh, <laughs> there's a little bit of production beforehand. Okay, and then you'll get into it. Here we go. All right. this week, WMMR broadcast live from Preston and Steve's camp out for hunger. Yatsumash, this is Murat. Remember to bring your food for the people who have no money. Who <laughs> <laughs> have no money? <laughs> Was that really Sasha Baron Cohen? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I forgot we. Had, when we would have guests in, we would have people cut IDs for, <laughs> I especially know. for the camp. We weren't like big time for like for IDs. Jackie Bam Bam does the IDs all, all the time. time. Yeah, we, 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 we don't have a place them, to yeah. put them a lot. No, we don't. Yeah. But we did for the camp out for hunger. Maybe we should start doing that again. People have gotten the money. All right. Well, here's some people who do have some money. Uh, the page six reports that Kanye West didn't show up for a scheduled deposition in his divorce with. Kim Kardashian. That was on November 16th. Uh, court documents show he has been uh, given one more chance to appear, and it will be on the 29th. However, if he fails to make it to this one, a judge will determine whether he'll be permitted to offer any testimony, oral or written, prior to the divorce proceeding. Yeah, if you, you, you could lose that right. So it's on him. Uh, and Courtney Kardashian revealed to Interview Magazine recently that she keeps her son Rain's hair in a secret drawer. Wow. Uh, after she cut it for the first time two years ago, she said, I have Rain's hair because we didn't cut his hair until he was five. <clears throat> so did you, did I have you guys keep long hair? Did you keep hair? And I smell it often. Um, yeah, the first keep, haircut? yeah, you keep a lock. I have my hair yeah, uh, from somewhere. when I was a baby. It's in my baby. Book. Really? Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think mine. I think mine might be in the baby, book, baby book too. The the weird thing is is the teeth. Um, you like, keep the teeth. I yeah. keep all of the damn teeth, and I yeah. they're in like Ziploc bags. Yeah. I don't know what to do with them. Too. What are you gonna do with them? Yeah. Somebody what would you did, do with them? Somebody did send me. It's like a little case, like a wooden case, and um, you put like it set up like a mouth, and you put the teeth in there. Ooh, I, I think I that know. is totally effed up. I My know. mother had a necklace made out of human ears, which <laughs> well, uh, like, I, but see. <laughs> I have them now, so it's like I don't. I can't throw. I don't know. I, I wonder if people <laughs> do make jewelry with their kids' teeth. teeth? I'll bet you somebody yeah, like a of ring. course. 
with a with a, an incisor I, on it. I think that's what I'm going to get into now. Yes. Gonna, teeth jewelry. Dental, yeah, dental jewelry. <laughs> tooth jewelry. <laughs> you can see Kathy doing that. KR Collection tooth jewelry. <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, let's see. After the news broke that Todd and Julie Chrisley were sentenced to a respective 12 and seven years in prison for fraud and tax evasion, Deadline reports that Chrisley knows best and growing up Chrisley uh, have been canceled. Oh, no! So I'm incarcerated, Lloyd! <laughs> Uh, however, some episodes of the 10th season of Chrisley Knows Best will star on NBC. Uh, it will still air, I'm sorry, on NBC, and they were filmed prior to the sentencing. The so show they're going to run those episodes. So goddamn horrible. It's the worst of, of sculptured uh, reality television, quote-unquote. The most annoying family. Horrible. You know, we've been binging, and I'm not a big reality uh, programming fan at all, but uh, while F boy in this time off, we've been watching no, uh, no. life below deck. Oh, that's a good uh, show. The, the yacht I mean, thing. When I say good, it's I, not a good show, but it's well, fun. it's it's cool to watch where they go and what they do yes. and things like that. And and the 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 drama between the castmates is nominal. It's not ridiculous. Right. It's a little bit of fun. <laughs> but the one thing I can't stand, and Nick, next time you watch this, all right. Are the super fast edits that they make? Like they do not linger on a shot. I yeah. kid you not, for more than two seconds. Yes, yeah, I, I know sat exactly there what you're and counted oh, with Rochelle. Annoying. I counted the yeah. seconds per cut. Yep. And every now and then, there's like a little ten second thing that'll happen because there's a moment of conversation that have to flesh out. But for the most part, it's literally one and two second cuts. For an hour, and it's ridiculous. That's the standard rule, actually. So it's like one, two, cut, one, yeah. two, cut, and a lot and of these are one cut, yeah, one cut, one cut. So who's one your favorite character, system. Preston? Who's your favorite? I don't know. It's too freaking fast. I don't know their names, man. <laughs> and plus, they have they have different seasons, so I'm just like, yeah, uh, I'm mainly watching it for the scenery. And wow, I wonder how much it would cost to rent a boat like that, you know, and stuff. So anyway. Yeah. Uh, nonetheless, that's uh, reality programming for you. All right, in other uh, entertainment news, according to Page Six, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's Netflix docuseries is going to arrive on uh, the platform December 8th. Uh, speaking about the show, Markle told... <laughs> what? Markle, I, I glanced at the name of this show, The Cut. Yeah. I thought it said something else. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Dear Lord. Yeah, wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, we have a emergency. I thought there was an N. No, I thought there was an N in there right. somewhere <laughs> in the cut. The C word. Uh, the piece of my... She said she told the cut. Yes. Uh, the piece of my life <laughs> I haven't been able to share that people haven't been able to see is our love story. What exactly is the name of this program? <laughs> yes, so... Uh, that will be out on uh, December 8th. All right, how about this? This sounds fun. People reports that the cast of the holiday classic Love Actually is scheduled to reunite for the laughter and secrets of Love Actually 20 years later, which huh. is a Diane Sawyer special. So it's called The Laughter and Secrets of Love Actually uh, 20 years later. That's kind of a universally loved movie. I, it, it, I think it's I think it's a, a state-of-the-art sort of rom-com, right? Yeah. I love it. I I, I think it's great, even though, in hindsight, there are some cringe moments uh, in the movie. It's still great. There's something about it. It's very, very charming, I think, you know? And I love any type of movie that uses the intertwining storylines as a... um, 
uh, as as a, a thread uh, that goes through. I think that's clever when when they're able to do that. And also, like uh, uh, Rowan Atkinson's kind of uh, Mr. Destiny right. character that flows through that. I love that. They did a sort of mini reunion two or three years ago, maybe more, maybe pre-pandemic. Anyway, for like that Red Nose Day. Yes, and, that's right. And, yeah, and it was right. pretty cool. They had um, Hugh Grant was a part of it. Most of the cast members uh, showed up for it, so it, it's nice to see them reconnect again. Yeah, so it's coming out uh, next Tuesday, uh, and that will be at 8 o'clock on ABC. So if you're a fan of that, then uh, you'll definitely uh, want to look into that. Uh, let's see if we got time. Which is a little bit more time left. Uh, so uh, Jay Leno, by the way, this, I meant to report this yesterday, has uh, left the Grossman Burn Center. Uh, he checked out on Monday. Uh, received a treatment for third-degree burns on his face, chest, hands. I've yet to see any photos of him bandaged up or anything like that. No, I've seen him. Keeping that. You can see there is burn, uh, there's burned skin on his face. Uh, okay. You can see his hands have, um, what uh, I guess his right hand in particular has some, um, you know, very pronounced burns. But he's apparently doesn't need them bandaged up. He's uh, he's doing comedy, I guess, next weekend. Really? So yeah, he's be back out on the road he's, already. He's up and running. Wow! So, good. Uh, you know, apparently the treatment he got treatment quickly that made the biggest difference. He was in that uh, hyperbaric chamber for a while that helped the regrowth of skin. He had one or two skin grafts, but he's he's soldiering on. Uh, Dr. Peter Grossman said in a statement that I am pleased with Jay's progress and I am optimistic that he will make a full recovery. He's got burned up a little bit. It's only fine. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. According to news, Brandy will once again be playing the role of Cinderella, this time in the Disney Plus movie The Pocket Watch. Uh, the I Still Know What You Did Last Summer actress was the first black woman to star as Cinderella on screen. That was in 1997, Rodgers and Hammerstein's Cinderella. So she will be uh, joining that cast is and it, playing that role. So is it yeah. essentially Cinderella again? Uh, Just the we, next one? Uh, it's called The Pocket Watch, so I don't know. That sounds different to me. Maybe yeah. it's uh, an extended Cinderella story that we're not familiar with. Hmm. Um, Aubrey Plaza told E! News recently that she wants to host the Oscars. Yeah, that's uh, She said, I'm, <laughs> I'm really good at hosting. Uh, the white actress said, in fact, I pitched myself for the Academy Awards, but they didn't go for it. They already got, what's his name, Jimmy Kimmel? Maybe for next year, she wrote. <laughs> She's the, uh, the and white. And then she confirmed that she was serious about the hosting gig and commented on the approach that she would take. She said, no political bull s. Uh, just good old-fashioned honoring films and the magic of movies. You know, she said, I'm the Billy Crystal of this generation. Everybody tells me that. <laughs> I do love her, though. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, by the way, she's, you, she's the White Billy. Lotus actress. You, you called her the White Actress, and she is white, and she's an oh, actress. Oh, sorry. <laughs> 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 the, name of the, show is the White Lotus. You know, the White Actress. Is that actress white? <laughs> yeah, she's in You're season right. two. White Lotus yes. actress. And she's oh, not blonde. Have you seen uh, I saw the pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind—I like the brunette better, but I, I do think too. It's yeah. fun that she's uh, branching out and playing with her flirty self, being you know blonde what? and everything. Preston, we missed a hair change story. Wait, what? That what? Should, you the, have it? The, what what the got past me? Well, Aubrey Plaza, right? Oh yeah. It's after the fact now. This just in: Aubrey Plaza is now blonde. <laughs> All right. There you go. Uh, yeah, I, I, I told Jimmy Lushevsky outside the United Nations in New York. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> All right, and then uh, one last story. Uh, Paramount Plus announced that Top Gun Maverick, yeah. the top grossing film of 2022, will be available to stream globally on the services beginning Thursday, December 22nd. 
in the U.S. as well as Canada, Australia, Germany, Switzerland, Austria, Italy, and previously announced markets, the U.K. and Latin America. It will be available in South Korea and France in 2023. Right. So it's not available now because when I went on Paramount yeah. Plus last night, you said December 22nd? December 22nd. Yes. Yeah, you November, can, I, though. You can buy it, I yes. believe. So I bought it uh, to watch it at home. Did you watch it without renting it or buying it, Case? No, that's how I ended up on Tulsa King, because I've already seen it twice. I uh, I did buy no it. no planes in this one. <laughs> uh, but uh, for some reason, I thought it was available. It didn't... It didn't register with me whether or not it said, you know, purchase now on... But usually if it's on Paramount Plus, it's ready to go. No, you can go on, like, you can go on Apple TV and you can you can rent and you can buy it. Okay. So, but right. this, if you have the service, it'll be, you can watch as many times you as you want yes. on Paramount Part Plus. Part of your streaming. Streaming, yeah. Right, right. All right. Yeah. Um, by the way, we do have that voiceover from Tulsa King if you wanted to hear that. You want to hear it, Preston? Um... Yeah. All right, let's All right. do it. All right. This is USP Caden, a federal prison in northern Pennsylvania. Huh. Definitely not a great choice for a destination wedding. I've subsisted in hell holes like this for the last 25 years. And to keep what's left of my brain from deteriorating, I read some very good literature. I wrote some very bad poems and tried to avoid getting shanked for a second time. And it just kind of goes on like that for a little his, while. His mouth has gotten a little bit more flappy. Western Pennsylvania, that's where Nick went to college. It's more, uh, you can you can hear drooping lip. I only assume that he, because he went for seven years, he's got a medical degree. <laughs> You've been to Lewisburg? I've been to Lewisburg. I thought I went over to watch the ground dog come out. It was incredible over there. Do you ever go to the bull run in? No, but no, I'm going to check it out now. Hey, I'm a big fan of anything that's Nick approved. <laughs> they got really good Nick. Pur- purple I, Hooters. I like chicken wings over there. Oh, my They're God. Good. Purple Hooters. Purple Hooters, yeah. That's oh, my your God. on too tight. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when those were the shot to no, do. No, the red-headed slut. Yeah, and the kamikaze. But around that time. Two filthy cheap whores, please. (laughs) Two sympathetic whores, please. Anyway, back to uh, Top Gun Maverick. Um, The show already in progress. Uh, it crossed the $1.4 billion mark. They should have wow. Stallone doing the parade. You know, like, <laughs> oh, the, like the yeah. Thanksgiving Day parade? Yeah, a bunch of men from some high school. I don't know. They've got a bunch of kids doing the instruments. <laughs> the, 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 growl, yeah, yeah. The, the growl is what I love. It's so resonant. There's another band coming along, and there's Karen, Karen Rogers handing out donuts. And stuff. <laughs> I don't know how these people... It's very cold out here. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, uh, they, they, they don't mix. Yeah, they, they don't. No, no he doesn't have know. the excitement you need. Uh, anyway, $1.4 billion mark worldwide, <laughs> uh, be- becoming one of the top grossing films of all time. Wow. Uh, and by the way, uh, it is it is the highest grossing film of Tom Cruise's career. Oh. And you know and what? One of the biggest cinematic hits of all time. He was originally reticent to it, and then the guy, the director uh, and um, and co screenwriter, came over to his house. They did they did yeah. the little pitch, and he said, and "So they were having trouble getting it on, um, you know, the schedule uh, for the movie for Paramount to make it." 
And uh, and so uh, Cruz hopped on the phone, and within like ten seconds, it was a go, and they did it. Yep. And so look at it; it's huge, and it yep. deserves to be. It's a really good movie. All right. Uh, speaking of movies, movies opening this weekend. Oh, I want to mention a few of these for you. <laughs> Did that just fade out? It yeah. did, yeah. It was hurting my ears. I, I faded it out. I had to. It was hurting you my ears. Had to ears. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll speak quietly then. Uh, oh, movies you. opening this weekend. Uh, Would you like to take a nap? Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery. Yes. Uh, a mystery thriller starring Daniel Craig, Ed Norton, Kate Hudson, a whole bunch of people, actually. This fresh adventure finds Benoit Blanc. The intrepid detective of a lavish private estate on a Greek island, but now how and why he comes there is uh, only the first of many puzzles. Blanc soon meets a distinctly desperate group of pe- people gathered at the invitation of billionaire Miles Braun for their yearly reunion. When someone turns up dead, everyone is a suspect. Two hours and 19 minutes long, rated PG-13. Why release in theaters today? will be streaming on December 23rd. Rotten Tomatoes gives a very high score at 94%. Nice. Also opening this week in a strange world. An animated fantasy starring Jake Gyllenhaal, Dennis Quaid, and Gabrielle Union. A legendary family of explorers, the Clades, uh, attempt to navigate an uncharted, treacherous land alongside a motley crew that includes a mischievous blob of three-legged dog and a slew of ravenous creatures. Uh, hour and 42 minutes long, rated PG. Wide release in theaters uh, and Rotten Tomatoes score 74%. And then finally, Lady Chatterley's Love. Romance drama starring Emma Corbin, Jack O'Connell, Jolie Richardson. And it's based on the classic D.H. Lawrence novel. Uh, we follow the life of Lady Chatterley, a woman born to a life of wealth and privilege who soon finds herself married to a man she will eventually fall out of love with. Lady Chatterley engages in a torrid affair with a gamekeeper on their English estate, discovering more desire and intimacy than she thought possible. When she realizes that she has fallen heart and soul, she breaks all traditions of the day and seeks happiness with the man she loves. And the running time is two hours, six minutes long. Rated R, theater release, Rotten Tomatoes score, 87%. You know, years years ago, Preston, when, uh, you know, cable was first a thing, and you could get the uh, what they call hard R movies. Uh, one of the movies that made the rounds early was the, uh, a version of Lady Chatterley's Lover. It was horrible, but it was like it was pr- it pushed the boundaries a lot for you know what you've been used to seeing. So remember they had those th- right. movies like Emmanuel and oh, all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah so they all- got it on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, I very much yeah. uh, lived for those movies when yes, they would come on. There was sure. like a dozen yeah. Emmanuel movies. Emmanuel yeah. and yeah. Lady Chatterley's Love. Didn't uh-huh. she end up on the moon yeah. at one point? Yeah, Ma- Emmanuel in space. I don't know. If it, <laughs> I don't remember where they were. I just remember boobies. All right. There was a, there was another uh, series of of you know booby movies like that for lack of a better uh, term to use uh, English movies that had nudity and that were on cable and it always had the same goofball guy yes. that found himself in a situation where he was around naked ladies getting laid all the time right and I can't for the life of me I can't remember what that series was called but yeah there were a few different ones I remember one in particular he started a band called Kipper that's the only <laughs> thing I can remember about that guy yeah man that's all you need Kipper Kipper 
mean yeah. as Jack the Ripper. That's all that I remember. <laughs> so, but lots of boobs. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're ready for clips. Here we go. Uh, we'll start with this. Elite fighter pilots become the U.S. Navy's most celebrated wingmen during the Korean War in devotion. And here, star John of the Majors talks about staying humble while his career is growing. Hit it, please. That's the beautiful thing about being an artist. You know, like, I, I make work for, you know, the proletariat, you know, and, and intend to always be a part of the, the, the proletariat, the working class. Shut the f*** up! <laughs> All right, and... Big insights. Yeah. Uh, Devotion is out in uh, theaters now. Next clip. Young girl discovers a secret map to the dream world of Slumberland in Slumberland. And in this clip, star Marlo Barkley explains what it was like shooting an underwater scene with co-star Jason Momoa. This is one of my biggest fears. So having to actually film it is like... Whew. He was there to uh, make sure that I was being calm, and so it was really cool to see him in that very protective light. Shut up, dummy. Yeah. Uh, it's out on Netflix now, by the way, if you want to see that Slumberland. There you go. It's entertainment. It's all you need, man. Yeah. All righty, quarter after seven, so we need to take a break. Uh, we have this uh, pre-Thanksgiving Day show to get through today. We have a secret text word, by the way, your opportunity to win a $50 Bonefish Girl gift card, gift card text word secret to 39333. Our buddy Big J Okerson is stopping by. Shows at Helium. They are selling out. We'll get you more details in a bit, and we'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Greetings, good citizens. With Thanksgiving upon us, the thing I most look forward to is the traditions. Be it family, friends, food, and perhaps a beverage or two. And another tradition I really enjoy is connecting with MMR listeners during my annual Welcome Home broadcast. It's happening on Thanksgiving Day. So this Thursday, starting at 10 a.m. Pierre Standard Time, join me live on the air or the MMR app wherever you are, and I'll be taking requests, dedications, and holiday wishes for the MMR family coming together on Thanksgiving Day. And yes, I will serve up the traditional Alice's Restaurant at 10 a.m. noon and a Pierre vinyl cut version at 2 p.m. So let's stuff our ears with great music and cheer before you stuff your face. And happy Thanksgiving from 93.3 WMMR. So, obviously, we have ourselves a uh, holiday this week. Uh, hopefully a short work week for you. We went over yesterday some of the places that actually will be open. So some people are working uh, on Thanksgiving Day. But for the most part, you know, it's our thing to spend time with family and uh, hang out uh, and eat great food and all that stuff. So we have kind of a comprehensive list of Thanksgiving things to discuss. In fact, I have I've got some tips for you. We uh, always like tips. Yes. Yeah. So I've, I've got I've got tips on I have two different things out here I thought were kind of interesting <laughs> and we can head into a variety of directions. But all right. uh, there's one list that says the rudest things you can do during Thanksgiving dinner. Oh. Okay. So if you're uh, if you're a, a guest at someone's house, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or, yeah. And uh, there's also another list of how to avoid talking politics over Thanksgiving dinner in five easy steps. Yeah, okay. so, that could be very uh, handy. So do you want me to give you some tips on that? Uh, we'll, we'll start with this. Clearly, one of the rude things you can do is talk politics. Right, right. Uh, is, is to bring it up. It's considered, you know, a, a, a stay away from topic. But a lot of times people end up going there. So let me give you the, great. What do you guys think about abortion? Let me give you the five tips that are recommended in this uh, particular article that uh, experts have recommended. Okay? So uh, to avoid talking about politics. Right. At Thanksgiving, uh, number one, it says reframe and redirect. 
See if you can get all family members to agree uh, to not discuss politics during dinner to avoid misunderstandings. Instead, consider discussing what you're grateful for and other positive topics oh, outside some of tip, politics. Some of the tips like this. Okay. Oh, I'm yeah, grateful yeah. for politics. Yeah, what's so, but... But it, but it's saying it's saying ground rule like like yeah. if, the, if this has become an issue there's nothing wrong with make that. it a ground rule I think yeah. there's nothing wrong with that I think everyone could breathe a sigh of relief if you said especially if you know that you're in a situation where it tends to get volatile with your family when this is discussed yeah just lay the groundwork early especially if you're hosting the event I think you can lay the ground rules oh and if you're proceed. hosting the yeah. event oh absolutely my Somebody I know uh, hosted an event and, well, whatever, it was my brother. And he told my parents, he said, you do not talk about politics with my wife's parents. There you go. That's it. It, Done. Don't do it. And that was the rule. And that's okay. As long as that's set, unless you are a complete prick and you really want to blow up the family festivities, most people go, yeah, okay, no problem. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. My youngest brother should hang out with your brother, Kathy, because he had the same kind of thing. It was, it was a really smart approach, and he was really um, firm about it, and anytime it sort of like started creeping its way back into the conversation, Josh was just like, nope, nope, let's yeah. talk about there something. There you go. Yeah. But he wasn't he wasn't yeah. a dick about it. It was just firm, and it was a good reminder, and, and it steered the conversation back to innocuous stuff or football or whatever the hell else. All right. Well, if that doesn't work out, number two, it says keep calm and carry on. If someone brings up politics to get a reaction, sociologist says the best thing you can do is remain calm so that you don't want to wig out and start throwing the mashed potatoes around the table. God well, damn you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to kill you. You said um, redirect, though. Like, I'm I'm good at that. Like, I'll wait until somebody finishes a sentence and then just come in with, yeah. like, something, you know. So did you guys find any Black Friday sales? You know, like, okay. just yeah. blatant and that, and change that, of topic. That should, unless you're a moron, that should resonate with everyone that you're trying to border collie the conversation away from that. So that's a good way to do it. Just go on right, number surgically, three. forcibly redirect. Uh, number three, uh, this tip says, don't try to win. You're unlikely to change someone's political stance just as you're unlikely to change your favorite sports team. So pump the brakes on the political conversation. So if, if somebody starts bringing it up, they don't want you to engage in debate, okay, to, to further it along. But sometimes, I don't know, anyway. Uh, all right, number sometimes four on this list. Them. Stab sometimes them you want to shut them yeah. up. Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> yeah, maybe one of the tips should be stand on the chair and scream shit. I'm telling you to shut up, old woman! We had sorry, yes. just real quick. We um, at my parents' house had a blowout. It was I actually wasn't there. I had left and I missed it. My uncle went into the basement and was calling the airline to get a flight home earlier. He wow. wanted to leave. Yeah. That's how bad it got over freaking politics. I'm in hell right now. I need to get out of here. <laughs> and you missed the cab. I had left and I. Let, bye, hug, kiss everybody. And my sister-in-law was like, well, you missed it. I'm Wait, like, what, uh, what did I miss? So are, do, do you, uh, are you glad that you were gone or do you um, wish you kind of had seen it? No, I'm glad because it's it's absolutely ridiculous. They both know, my mom and her brother both know that they're on opposite sides. Why would you ever even bring it up? You do, you do, and you don't bring it up out of respect because there's so much that 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 you're you can celebrate and be thankful for together. The problem is, as the evening wanes and you've had whatever you've been drinking, or that the family, you know, that there's that tiredness that kicks in, and you get relaxed. It might be good midway through the whole thing to remind people about the ground rules before they enter into phase has, two. Has anybody's mind ever been no! changed? 
Absolutely. It happens constantly at Thanksgiving dinners where someone will hang a complete 180 well, on their political views. You never know. In history, I'm sure it's happened on rare occasions, but it's very, very unlikely. By the way, Kathy, I did have, uh, I have been elsewhere in another city, not Thanksgiving and not politics, but I have been in another city where I've gone, I will go to the airport right now. I don't care how much it costs. I will fly out if this crap continues. I swear to God. Yes. All right. Two more tips on how to uh, avoid talking politics over Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, It says avoid labels and characterizations. Don't label parts of the conversation or or the response. Uh, For example, uh, they give an example of something say, well, I would expect a boomer to say something like that. So, you know, every family to avoid comments like that. Not every family, but a lot of families have the bomb thrower. They have the one who loves to stir the ass up and then step back and watch it all burn sure. down. So yeah. you know, remember how know who those people are and know how to isolate them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. without question. I put uh, your food out in tips. the garage. <laughs> there are some tips coming up in the uh, rudeness uh, yeah. uh, article that I have to. And the last one, experts say. Uh, remaining neutral is key, uh, but it also says, uh, number five, be curious, not furious. Mm. Uh, the only way to navigate these difficult conversations is through a detached spirit of curiosity. Could one say Where- that it's be nice until it's time to not be nice. Thank you. I right? think we have mm-hmm. learned from Dalton. Dalton Absolutely. taught us so many things. In many ways, Roadhouse is a Thanksgiving movie. Yeah, he was a uh, philosophy major. And Absolutely. It's a, it's a very <laughs> you know what you could do yeah. at the moment of uh, at the moment of confrontation? You just stand up and say, "I'm going to make you my regular Saturday night." Thing. <laughs> That's right. That's what you should do. That should wrap it up right there to make everybody happy. It's going to be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. (laughs) What if the host calls Uh, my mother a whore? (laughs) Well, is she? (laughs) Oh, I love it. Roadhouse rules to Thanksgiving. What's the uh, the Ted Lasso line? Be curious, not judgmental? Yes. Yes. Walt Whitman. Whitman Is it? Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's a good line. Yeah, so uh, it says, yes, learning is more important important than fixing. Uh, so try to have a detached spirit of curiosity, if you can, when your blood is boiling because someone said something. Just remember, you agree just, the, 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 it's so good that you're there with people ostensibly that you love. Don't let it go to hell just for some stupid reason. You probably don't love all of them. Yeah, there's the people you'd rather not want to yeah. see. Yeah. All right. Uh, so on to the rudest things you can do during Thanksgiving dinner. I okay. assume this taking is... uh, defecating out in open, right? <laughs> it depends on what culture yeah, yeah, yeah. you're in because that could be accepted. Oh, in that's many a compliment. Households. They like the squash. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, don't worry about Uncle Charles. He's if from he Paraguay. takes a crap on the floor, <laughs> yeah. it's, he's from Paraguay. It's a compliment. <laughs> oh, my God. That was a huge pile. Thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> No, come on. All right, remember not, not to invite Uncle Charles again next year. Let's let's begin with this. Uh, not RSVPing. It. Not RSVPing is one of the rudest things you can do during Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, an RSVP should be sent uh, back within the week. It is received to give the host ample time to prepare. Even if you did RSVP for yourself, that doesn't cover guests unless explicitly discussed. So avoid arriving with an uninvited plus one. I'd never really had that happen, but I could see somebody showing up. Hey, I brought so-and-so with it, me. Brought Uncle Charles. It's rude to do that. The guy from Paraguay who took a dump on our floor last yeah, year? Yeah, the uh, dude, yes. I, yes. I would... It's... 
a lot of people will be kind and will roll with that, but it's 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 rude to do that. You should at least say you should check ahead because yeah. you know. I I would be completely annoyed at that, but I grew up in a house where they just made a s ton of food. Like yeah. the, the my mom would get the biggest turkey. You know, my uncle would do the potatoes and this and that, and it was just so much food. And my mom was like, "Yeah, whoever wants to come." And it was people would bring friends. Cool. Somebody might bring. It was somebody. just this general invite. You're, 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 That's nice. It, yeah. Yes, it is very cool, and that like you guys that. could do that. It's very sweet. I mean, but not had, everyone but is that way. There were t- there were times where there was one Thanksgiving. I remember there were fifty people in the house. Wow. Wow. All right, so this one uh, I, I agree with. Ignoring the schedule can be very, very rude. Uh, if, you have a, if you have a time set for the meal to start or, you know, for arrival time and then the meal should start, at me, uh, who, who does a lot of the cooking, I uh, appreciate it that everybody is ready when I say, because I, I pride myself in having everything coming together at the right time and everything is hot and yes. ready to be served. It's, kinda, it's a little bit of a science to get it all together uh, at the right time. Yeah. So I think you should honor that if possible. And we had uh, a couple of occasions, my, my uncle uh, and his family uh, showed up late a couple of times to uh, Thanksgiving, and it caused like a big family rift because I, of that. And I didn't find out till years later is because they were doing cocaine. And, uh, they <laughs> oh, didn't realize well, that uh, the Thanksgiving time was... cocaine oh is the God. best. Uh, yeah, sometimes you time you. travel when you're. <laughs> you know what I'm thankful <laughs> for? I'm thankful for cocaine. Yeah, right. Uh, what Preston? What time do you have Thanksgiving dinner? Because this mm. the the time situation bothers me. Why? Oh, is because it too early for you? Around two, two yes. thirty, three, Why two or three, are we something like that. Dinner at two thirty. So you can have leftovers and dinner time. I just yeah. want to have yep. dinner. Can that we can eat be. it like six? I don't, I'm with you on that. Uh, I'm with you. No, I'm I with you. No. I want it around six o'clock. It's I, lunch I, then. I, I don't. I, I, and listen, I completely lunch. get. I don't want lunch. That's a tradition for a lot of people to have a mid-afternoon meal, but I am not even remotely hungry it doesn't even at make that sense. point. Oh, I don't eat anything you beforehand. Have yeah. You, yeah. Have yeah. See, you, you have to prepare. You have to prepare. You got to eat at the proper time. Very little breakfast, uh, and I yes. save up all my energy for that uh, 2 or 3 p.m., and then you're not nearly as stuffed when, ti- when it's time for bed. And Casey, yes, absolutely. Like 7, 8 o'clock, you can st- already start yeah. in on the leftovers. But Years I, ago, I, I, a, a girl I was dating, her family, they, they had, I mean, not just the meal, they had... A, an astonishing feast at two o'clock, and I'm like, I, I just, yeah, like, that's like an Italian yeah. Sunday Love dinner. It, it was right? an Italian, yeah, it's case. the Hobbit yeah. mentality, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's 11 season, yes. second breakfast, <laughs> yeah. That. But I don't yeah. do 2 30, I think, is for me, is too early. I uh, four o'clock is is four o'clock is even getting into the, the realm, but sun is getting ready to I'm, set. I'm thinking five or six I, is about right. Can we just have dinner like during dinner time hours? <laughs> no. Uh-uh. no, I don't want to see, I don't want to <laughs> no. see daylight, yeah. I press. I, I need to time everything out right now because I can't remember. Uh, I, I have to do all that math because I have to start brining the turkey, and then that's sort of going to dictate when I actually right. get that turkey in the oven tomorrow. And it's all roughly like stuff. fifteen minutes per pound. It's usually three hundred and twenty-five degrees, something like that. But you, there, there are various ways that you can you can figure that out. But yeah, you got to do a little bit of math. And the, the good thing about a turkey, though, is you can let it sit. Uh, after it's cooked for like an hour, if you want to, and it'll still be hot as long as you don't carve into it. So it'll sort of still continue to cook a little bit, right? A little bit, yeah, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with raw turkey, right? You can eat. That's that. a lot wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, don't do that. Oh, there's a lot wrong with it. Yeah, yeah. that's bad. I like, like, yeah. I like it raw. No, no, no. You don't want to do no, that. No, no. Medium rare. All right. Back to other 
other th- rude things you can do uh, around Thanksgiving. Uh, this one says, bringing dishes that require cooking. Thanksgiving hosts often invite guests to bring their own special dishes if they uh, if they like certain foods included in the meal. Like if you bring and, a box uh, of stuffing. <laughs> Don't assume this means that you'll have free reign over the kitchen, yeah. though. So you want to have that already pre-made. Maybe just something needs to warm, be warmed up, but nothing more than that's, that. That's presumptuous to, to to bring something that needs full preparation. Unless you have alerted the person or asked if they if that would be okay ahead of time. But otherwise, you're right, Preston. You can't be taking up a part of the kitchen with your last minute, oh, I have to prepare it here. There was a, uh, another route. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. You go. You go ahead. I'll, I'll, no, I was going to move on to another uh, another subject here. All right. Well, there was about a decade stretch where uh, my grandfather started this tradition, and then my dad picked it up uh, where they would invite a stranger to uh, to Thanksgiving dinner. And uh, before you jump all over this, Stephen, <laughs> it wasn't like a complete stranger. <laughs> okay. It was uh, somebody that like worked. I like to kill kittens. <laughs> No. What was that? It wasn't, I just like the way they make the squeal when you kill a kitten. It wasn't like the Manson family. Uh, <laughs> Or deal with my dad, but it anyone was, here eat boogers? My, uh, <laughs> I know that it sounds like a strange sentence. No, but no, my, yeah. my my grandfather would do it with like people that worked in his office uh, that didn't have any place else to go, and and like for yes. for kids, that's very sweet. It was yeah. it was a little weird at first, right. admittedly, but then like my dad started on my lap. <laughs> yeah, who's this guy? Um, but then it became really nice. Like it was a really nice way to connect with people. And one time, my dad brought over this uh, this uh, janitor who was from Mexico. It's wonderful. He, he didn't have much of a, a Thanksgiving tradition, and it was really nice. It was did a you ever celebrate? Did you ever uh, gain like um, family, long term family friends from that endeavor? Yeah, for a few years, yeah. Especially yeah. the guy that used to work in my grandfather's office, and it was just it was cool. And then yeah, he he yeah. came like three or four years in a row. Nick, that's why did... my mom made that large dinner. I mean, that's right. what she did. It was always open, and we had a lot of people that just didn't have anywhere to go for the holidays, and so it was right. always it's like, so go, nice. yeah. yeah, go to the Romanos. That's nice. I was on the receiving end of that. When I first moved here, I didn't have any family, and so I was invited uh, for a couple of years to over to friend's house uh, for Thanksgiving, which was really nice, and we've done that a couple times here as well, invited those who might be displaced for one reason or another, and uh, it, it's a cool thing when, you, when you're able to do that. Uh, but you don't want to do rude things if you're headed over. Here's another one. Uh, we already said uh, about the politics this is just says starting tense conversations, right? Uh, in general, not a good. That is considered a rude. So, thing Sally, what is your husband not giving you in the bedroom? <laughs> well, and then it, it's followed up with prying into people's personal yeah. business. Uh-huh. <laughs> you don't want to do that. It says don't give parenting advice, yeah. or correct someone else's children. How did you raise your children so horribly? Or ask awkward questions such as why aren't you married yet, or <sighs> are you going to ever have kids? Oh, Things God. like that. So you don't want to do it. And there are those people, for sure. That's Why does your right. face look like that? Uh, another rude thing you can do, it says, asserting yourself in the kitchen without being asked. It says, refrain from giving the host advice on how to season the food. Well, that's your, uh, the- that that's, uh, sort of um, uh, goes with the other thing about prepping or preparing food yourself in the kitchen. That's yeah. It's just rude. But and but also don't say yeah. you know this would taste better with blah blah blah. Yeah. Uh, the host is preparing the meal, so let them uh, take charge. And if you're hosting Thanksgiving this year, try to be gracious if that particular situation arises. You're getting the meal; uh, they're doing that, so you know let them do it the way they do it, even if it stinks. Thing- 
says, uh, not letting the host know that you have an allergy or a dairy uh, restriction, which I don't know why you wouldn't do that. The polite thing is to lapse into a seizure because... Yeah. Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah. Remember that year we all went to the hospital? Yeah. Uh, here's another one that says, a rude thing is only talking to people you know. It says, make conversation mm-hmm. with new people. Uh, if there are dinner guests no, that you're not familiar with... Make it a point to speak to them and get to know them rather than sticking to those you see and speak to every day. It is polite to mix and mingle with new friends. Well, now, did you ask us? I like killing kittens. <laughs> uh, oh my God. This guy. says be strategic about the interactions. If prolonged stretches of time with your mother-in-law makes you crazy, find out what time the meal begins and arrive just prior to that if you want to avoid her. If it's uh, if that's an issue, would it help to perhaps at the beginning of the evening take your mother-in-law upstairs, <laughs> get intimate with her to loosen things up a bit? Get, get intimate yeah. with her. I think so. Uh, yes, these got. There are lots here. of videos that show their <laughs> stepsons. Yeah, uh, the Swedish erotica series. Father, uh, yes, son-in-laws <laughs> being with the uh, the mother-in-law. It happens pretty regularly. Have you guys ever had um, you know a repeat uh, ha- uh, Halloween Thanksgiving uh, dinner where you knew that there was going to be somebody there that you just didn't want to spend any time with? Yes. Yeah. Same. And it's awkward, and you just like you, you, you know you end up going in the other room or watching football for a stretch or whatever. But you know, you know, Nick, it, 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 like. Um, to Kathy's point, you can negotiate. It doesn't mean that you, you know, that you're just living in misery because you're in proximity to a person who's. It's usually somebody who's, you know, in the cases I can think of, it was the bomb thrower, the person who really uh, wants to agitate. Okay, and and it's not just me; it would be other people who were not thrilled that this person was there. <laughs> but you also try to look for the good, you know. That's the time of the, the dinner where I end up hanging out at the kids' table and you know talking right. about. Uh... <laughs> something very juvenile because I don't want to hang out with the adults anymore. All right, two other quick things, and we'll move on to something else. Uh, uh, another rude thing you can do, a rude thing you can do at Thanksgiving is assuming that you can take home leftovers. It says, don't ask for a doggy bag if one is not offered. Oh man. Um, okay. <laughs> Aww, man. I'm gonna. Yeah. T- if, if you're not gonna eat this, I'm gonna take it. Uh, I yeah. think <sighs> that's what they're there for. A lot of times, though, that the the. the a good host will offer, right? Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah. 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 So the bad yeah. host does In not fact, offer. We we've done that before. Uh, it might have been around th- Christmas though, but but actually, where we had so much food that we we started, and Rochelle collects all sorts of leftover containers. So do we. As, we have tons. Oh, yeah. As of Chuck them. says, I don't know why my wife washes our garbage, <laughs> but. Um, but we collect we collect those, and um, and then we started making to go packages for everybody. It was great because. A lot of that food's going to sit around and go bad anyway, so yeah. why not send it off to people who are going to eat it? And the last thing, last rude thing you can do, according to this particular list at Thanksgiving, is hanging around too long after dinner. Yeah. Uh, don't overstay your welcome. At uh, the point when the host uh, uh, changed into their pajamas, it's usually a good hint that it is time to go. When they're asleep, completely asleep, and you're walking around with a yeah, flashlight, right. uh, you've yeah. exceeded your welcome. But you, yeah. know what, but you know what else I don't like, though, is um, leaving too early. So, like, if Really? Host, yes, because if the host is working the entire time, right. right, they finally serve dinner, they clean up after dinner, you know, desserts out, and they finally get a chance to sit down. If you're then, you know, packing up and walking out the door, it's like they haven't had a time, had a chance to talk to anybody. So, I don't like people that leave, you know, too early. At least give the host some time. Well, what do you think is it? So, if you're invited to someone's house for Thanksgiving, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, so what do you think is the 
What is the appropriate time to visit with someone? Is it is it four hours? Is it? I was going to say like six, like two p.m. to eight p.m. I think is pretty good. Jeez, wow. get the hell out! <laughs> <No>. <laughs> wow. Uh, Where did I'd our say... turkey go? <laughs> uh, yeah, four is good. I'd say an hour after the meal, you're good to go. You know, yeah, that's, that's enough time. Yeah, and by the way, I found this. Uh, there was a a, a poll, an ongoing uh, online poll. Of over 1,500 people that reveal what time is best to eat Thanksgiving dinner. So this is according to this poll. This talks about what we were going. Number one on this list is uh, with 34% is 4.30 to 6 p.m. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There we go. Dinner. Number uh, second on the list, 22% is 2.30 to 4 p.m. So, Nick, that's in our camp. All right. Uh, and then uh, noon to two is nineteen percent, still a fairly high amount for that. Noon to two. Uh, and then twelve percent is six thirty to eight p.m. What the hell? Uh, <laughs> so that's kind of a late day. Who are they? Yeah. yeah. And then two uh, percent said eight p.m. or later to do Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's, it's too late. Yeah. It's too late. Yeah. You got to go. So, you, you know that's that's. Uh, so it seems like. The majority of people say <clears throat> dinner time, but I, I like the early thing. We've always done it early. We, a, we usually are in our pajamas <clears throat> for Thanksgiving, which is awesome. Did your family, did your own, uh, your your father and, and mother, and the, did you guys eat around that time at 2 o'clock, or were you... Yeah, or did that uh, it was an earlier start, okay. in the day thing. So that's what I've always been around. I guess that's why we do it yeah. that way. So We always yeah. did the, you know, 5 to 6, 6.30 range, so. Yeah. It's all tradition. It's tradition. I guess so. Tradition. I guess it does uh, fall into that, whatever you're used to, whatever it's uh, become to known as uh, for you. <laughs> what the holidays been um, come to known as. So, uh, are we, uh, question, programming question, are we going on Fox Good Day this morning, Casey? Uh, yes, we are, and, uh, you know, we got a little bit of time here, so we, we can... Got like uh, six minutes, right? Yeah. Yeah, but All right, so we more Thanksgiving stuff to dispense? Oh, I got loads. All right. Maybe plethora. <laughs> uh, so let me see. We can get into some specifics about. Uh, I, I thought this was kind of weird. If you have a fussy eater at home, a picky eater, punch them. You should avoid mm-hmm. serving them food in a red bowl. Why? Oh my gosh, why? Researchers found both saltiness and desirability to eat a snack were influenced by the color of the bowl that it was served to uh, for picky eaters. Oh, my God. And the group rated saltiness higher when tasting food from blue bowls and red bowls uh, than they did from uh, tasting food from a white bowl. Wait, so don't my serve it in the... bowls are so blue. Don't serve it in the blue or the red? If they're a fussy eater, yes. Huh. So uh, avoid that. If so if you got somebody really f- at your... If somebody's really fussy, do you think that matters? I, I, they're saying it does, but I, I, I you know, they're saying I, it does. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, were you, were you, any of you fussy eaters growing up? Oh or? yeah, yeah, not, yes, I was. Yeah, I would eat. Uh, there was a stretch where it was either uh, hot, plain hot dogs. Uh, and then, uh, or uh, butter sandwiches. Oh, <laughs> my God. Yeah, that was about it. And uh, I've evolved since then, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now you, 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 you butter the hot dog. I'll eat anything. <laughs> you then. starved yourself yeah. for yeah. so long, now you just eat anything. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm making up for lost time. That's right. <laughs> uh, you said butter I wonder dog. if I wonder if butter on a hot dog so, would be pretty good. Yeah, this is what you need to do. On a skillet, uh, while the hot dogs are cooking... Toast the bun? 
Yeah, you toast the bun with butter. All right. Oh, I've yeah. done that. Yeah, yeah. yeah very, lay, friendlies lay used to do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's a that's a good idea, Case. I like that. I think that would be. Uh, I, I think that's thumbs up. If Maybe you want to slather it in yellow mustard, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> no. If you want to uh, get a little crazier, uh, put a little garlic salt or whatever in oh. the, into that butter, and, and you then melt uh, that. snort some coke, and then you snort a little bad. bit of coke, and then you won't want to eat. Be super hungry. Come by Thanksgiving. <laughs> Wait, are you not hungry when you do coke? I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, no. I don't know. Most coke people are like really skinny. Yeah, right. I like the fat uh, ones. You're like, yeah, Yo, you're not doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think there is. I, I think that it's not the same as uh, like marijuana, where you might want to eat more. Uh, cocaine is uh, is the opposite of that. I could go on and on about uh, all the cocaine <laughs> stuff. Here's some uh, narcotics but, tips for the holidays. Uh, how about this? Uh, Butterball, the CEO of the turkey brand, Butterball, Jay uh, Jandrian, Jandrain, I'm sorry, says, we're seeing larger size gatherings now. We're seeing a resurgence for people that have Thanksgiving meal. Expectations are high for participation, and they're going to be larger groups, and they're saying that uh, there is a demand for larger birds this year. So you were people just are saying, buying larger turkeys. You went the other way because you were oh you 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 were buying oh. excessively. Rochelle always bought way too much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're uh, gonna so, have a lot of yeah. turkey left over. We got an uh, an eighteen and a half pound bird. Wow. And how many people come in case? <laughs> Three. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just five of us. It All was, right. Uh, yeah, we had a So what they say. Pounds. They, they say you should do roughly a pound per person uh, mm-hmm. of the raw bird when it's cooked, and because obviously the bones weigh a certain amount too. But that's going to equate to about five or six ounces of turkey meat per person if you do the one pound per person. Uh, so yeah, Case, you're gonna have a lot left over. Hold, you got an 18 pound bird. Wow. Yeah, I. But that's am... what Rochelle used to do. That. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And I was like, that's too All much. Right, let me ask what? you. But, how, but how's how? it when Go I ahead. when I ordered my turkey there? I was thinking that there was going to be six more people at our dinner okay. table than there really was, and so I had uh, accounted for that. And now those six people are not coming. Listen, it's not like you can't use the leftovers. My question to you is, how soon after you've completed your Thanksgiving dinner will you go back and pick at the stuff in the refrigerator? That, yeah, that night. Yeah, I mean, really. <laughs> yeah, like, that's why we yeah. eat at 2.30, yeah, man. Yeah, when, you got, when you got the, the cold it. stuffing. Absolutely, yeah. By the way, Casey, didn't you fail Preston in something yesterday? Was that's it, right. Was yeah. that Thanksgiving related? There it was, was some Preston. Preston. Okay. You, you had an issue that you needed to bring up with Casey having to do with spaghetti. Uh, uh, <laughs> but this not it. Thanksgiving? We're it's not, not going to have time. It, it's not Thanksgiving. Well, okay. No, so when uh, when I got the flu last week, uh, Casey texted me and asked me if he wanted to bring us spaghetti. <laughs> and I was like, well, it's, listen, he lives, you know, an hour away. Yeah. And, and I'm like, no, you don't have to do that. And then he insisted on it. And he texted me like three or four times, I can bring you spaghetti. I'll bring you spaghetti, this and that. And I was like, no, that's okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> and then I get COVID and come home and he texted me and asked me if I wanted spaghetti. I'm like... Fine. Yes, that's. It's a really nice gesture. Sure. Since obviously you're insistent on getting a spaghetti. Do you know how far away I live? And then I was. Busy. I texted him yesterday, and I'm like, so. And, and, and this was on Monday, and, he, and he, I, I, I said. For Tuesday night or for Monday night, I'm like, it would be inconvenient. Don't worry about it tonight. We'll do it tomorrow night. And I texted him yesterday. I'm like, so spaghetti for dinner. <laughs> And then he got back to me, and he says, I'm taking Casey for driving lessons. And I'm like, so has this spaghetti thing <laughs> been like a joke from the beginning, and I did not know this? Uh, I it, thought it, it was it, such a random thing to offer you that, yes, it was a joke. But, oh, you, you kept insisting on it, what man. And we got you? our mouths ready. <laughs> 
for spaghetti dinner last night, and I didn't know it was a joke. It was such a random sort of thing. I got to go back to our our text because (laughs) I just thought it was, yeah. You guys have a very funny relationship. It's bizarre sometimes. Well, he's known me a long time, and, and sometimes when, like, he takes me serious, I'm like... Do you not know okay, so who I second. am? Are we going live yeah, on Fox we now? Yeah, sure okay. we, we're going to see if we can pair up here. All right, it's 7.56. I want to come back to this because... All right. All right. Slide to your right, Preston. Slide to your right. Slide to your right. I've positioned everything. Uh, I see the split screen, so we look good. All right. Okay, <laughs> okay good. Is that okay? Then we'll go. Yeah. Well, no, sure. right, music means to go on Fox. Good day. Here we go. Okay, Preston, Steve, and the whole crew there at MMR... We want to know, do you have unusual traditions for tomorrow, Thanksgiving? Uh, well, Preston, why don't you take the lead on this? Because I definitely have one that uh, my wife and I do. You know, uh, nothing unusual. We, we just had a lengthy discussion about time of day that we start our Thanksgiving meal. And we at my house like to do it around like 2.30. And that apparently is wildly early for some people. But um, we are, we're like pajama wearers for Thanksgiving because uh, we don't okay. invite like... like a gazillion people over. We're you know, even though we've been here for almost thirty years, we're still kind of transplants, and and we're my nuclear family are the only ones in this area. So we kind of do the very very casual thing. But I don't have any real odd traditions. But Steve, you do. We have yeah. My wife and I wear full leather masks with zippers <laughs> over our mouths. Okay, and then we unzip them at the point of the meal. Okay. Oh. Yeah, that it's is kind of our, it's it's our, weird. It's our thing. Yeah, whatever, no judging. Be curious, not judgmental. Yeah. Safe space. <laughs> Safe space. Uh, I hear Kathy there. Yes, I actually, you know, I was going to I can't say that on your show. Um, I go to Steve's house. No. <laughs> Me, him, and his wife. Um, no, we don't have anything bizarre other than the eating early. Uh, my mom always hosts, my parents host, and uh, we eat so early, and I just don't understand. It's not How dinner early? if we're eating at 2.30. We were just talking about that, that, that eating it too early. Kathy and I are of a mind that you're supposed to have that meal around dinner time, not at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. What? Yeah, no, we. my family does it in the afternoon. Well, one, and my, no, we've always done it this way because you can eat on it for the rest of the day. Yes. That's what yes. Casey said. Mm-hmm. You well, get it, you, Alex. You get yeah, it. Well, no, because then you've hardly had your leather mask on for any time at all. <laughs> <laughs> Kids hot in there. <laughs> what about you, Nick? So does the... Oh, well, I was saying right this earlier, too, guys. We used to bring uh, uh, my, my, my grandfather and my father would invite uh, somebody we didn't know over. You know, it'd be somebody that worked in the office. That's great. And so every year, it was, it was kind of like a stranger that would show up at Thanksgiving. And initially, as kids, you know, we, we found that to be a bit odd. But then it was just somebody that um, didn't have some place to go for Thanksgiving. And it became a really nice family tradition. Oh, that is nice. Here's the other thing, though. We're discovering more and more people, too, if, and some folks find it weird, that they don't have turkey. Yes. Yeah, though, uh, and I, I forget as, as the reason as to why turkey became the, the the prominent. If you look at the actual original, what was supposed to be the the menu item, it was uh, like eel, yeah, and and, yeah. and lobster and stuff yeah, they like had that. shellfish yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. But right. uh, the the reason it it, it had a resurgence. Uh, uh, later on, I think in, in the 1800s, and they had looked back in history, and and that uh, turkeys were uh, a prominent bird in in New England, so they assumed that they, they had turkeys, and that's why it became so, that So cold. depending on, if it had been a different situation, we could have been sitting down to emu for Thanksgiving, correct? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> 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 be kind well, of have a great Thanksgiving. You yeah. too. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving to you. You guys too. Thank We're you. Happy Thanksgiving. You We're thankful oh, for you. Uh, uh, 
We love you guys. Happy love you. unzipping. <laughs> All right. Um, it's oh back to your bizarre you... relationship with Casey. Yeah. I, okay. So <laughs> I thought you were bringing us spaghetti. I thought you were. I um, I apologized for the miscommunication. You actually meant that as a practical joke? Not. It's not a practical joke. It was just random. Uh, like. It, you know, so yeah, you, but we would were, you? We were sick. You were offering food. It is a thing that people do. It is if a thing there that are do. groups, uh, if there are sick people, that they they will bring food. Rochelle does that type of thing. Casey and, bought uh, me um, uh, 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 chocolate covered blueberries when I had my uh, operation years ago. You came by the know. house. I said I asked for spaghetti. You offered it over and over enough times to where I'm like, okay, he, he must be very right. proud of his spaghetti, right. and uh, and therefore we will accept this gracious offer of spaghetti. And I had no idea you were joking, dude. I apologize. Yes, so I I brought it. I'm going through our text messages, and you could uh, see where he might get the impression but, that you were legitimately providing spaghetti. Well, it was um uh. It was one of, his, one of his responses. I was like, "Oh man, he he thinks I'm serious." Uh, Why didn't you tell then him what, then? But yeah. at one point, at one point, I you said uh, you have spaghetti, and I go, "I can make spaghetti," and then you said, "Ha ha ha ha." So I thought maybe you understood, you know, the joke or whatever. That's like that's like what a kid. <laughs> yeah, that's like what a kid in uh, in school. You know, my my dad's Chuck Norris. Uh, well, then, no, he's not. And then, then you get kind of backed into a corner. Yeah, and you're like, oh, oh, well, no, I, I'm. I guess I have to bring spaghetti now. But, so you were you were kind of offering. Did you did you think for a sec? Th- I guess the question here is, why did you keep hitting it when he kept saying we yeah. don't need it? Uh... <laughs> There's something else to this. There's something you're not telling us. Uh, no, there's there's nothing I'm not telling you. I I just I thought I think spaghetti is kind of a funny sounding word, and uh, I thought it that's really what it was about. I, Seriously, it's just fun to say the word spaghetti. It was it's such a random thing to offer. Uh, I just, you would think I, chicken yeah. soup, right? When you when you're thinking what you bring people who are uh, or are sick, well, just yeah. anything, chicken yeah. soup, or meal, yeah, spaghetti. Yeah. yeah, but in my defense, like let's say I was serious about the spaghetti offer. Things came up. I wasn't able to. Uh, I, I had to take my daughter for her, her driving lesson. She's going for her, her license hey, next week. Couldn't you drive by, by yeah. a place that sold spaghetti? Yeah, and by the way, I wasn't driving her in her lesson. I had to drive her to this driving school, right. and then I had to wait for two hours. So it was impossible for me to bring you some spaghetti. So even if I, the offer was I'm true... Gonna- I'm going to read these text messages. All right. Okay. Hey, let's, yeah. read, let's read them into the congressional okay. record. Right. Okay. Hey, Rose Beef, how are you feeling? I hope you're feeling better. Want me to bring you some spaghetti? I wrote back, thanks, man. Feeling a little better. Going to be a few more days until I'm 100%, but definitely good to have uh, good for tomorrow. And then I wrote, you have spaghetti? <laughs> he writes, I can make spaghetti. I wrote, ha, ha, ha. That's okay, bud, but thanks. So I I, I thank you. Ended. Right. And you even gave yeah. a ha, ha, ha. Like, uh, and then he goes, Here's the follow-up. If you change your mind, let me know. I can whip up a batch pretty quickly. There's no emoji. There's no... There's nothing. He's He's, offering to bring a sick family dinner. So yeah. so you've had the 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 introduction of the possibility that there's a joke aspect to it, and that was actually 
He actually came back and and doubled down, saying, "I can make spaghetti." All right, yeah. I, yeah. I have a two part yeah. question. At one point, person, did you ever think that he was kidding? And and Casey, did were you ever serious? Initially, it looks like you did think he was kidding, Preston. At the very beginning, yeah, yeah. right? And then the insistence upon it, and then I can whip up a batch pretty quickly. I'm like, oh, he's serious about the spaghetti. <laughs> right. All right, so fast now forward I'm to Monday. Thinking like, oh, he's playing along. <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, and then fast forward to Monday. He writes, "How you feeling?" Feel fine, and I put a smile emoji. Yeah. How's Rochelle? She's got a nasty hack, not quite as bad the last couple days, but still uh, very guttural and deep. Does she want some spaghetti? And then so I funny. finally, I do an official, I wrote, if you would like to bring us spaghetti, we would gladly accept and eat your gracious offer. And then I put a little spaghetti emoji. And then I wrote, would it be more convenient tomorrow? Because this was in the afternoon. So that, to me, at that And point, then he writes back, probably, I'm at the gym right now. And I sent I a thumbs up. Notice I didn't commit. I just said probably. What the hell is wrong? I think you're, this is weird. This whole thing is so weird. <laughs> it's right? Thank you. No, on That's your what I was what this is, is, is a man not having the tools to tell another man he loves him. I think I can read tone into most uh. people's texts. I really can. Casey, uh, I, I am often blind when your texts come out. Yeah. I don't know if it's a joke, yep. if it's sarcastic, <laughs> if you're angry. Like, I have a really difficult time discerning tone on Casey's texts. But here's the thing. This is what it's because this is this is something Casey would do. Insist. Yeah. Yes. Insist that he bring Preston He's a to really... Eat. Nurturing kind of yes. guy. Yes. yes. So the gift you know? of the gift of spaghetti from Casey is not that it's outlandish. A gift of love. No. Well, and it's, no. it's a gift of love. It's a gift of spaghetti. Yeah. Well, and especially, I, I think, especially with you, Preston, he wants to like make you happy. So right, I, and you're sick, and your family is sick. So the fact that it was a joke is like, yeah. I I don't get it. All right. So there's more to this. So so we left this uh, when we last yesterday. left the spaghetti incident. So so we left this on uh, Monday. He wrote, uh, you know, uh, I said, uh, would it be more convenient tomorrow? And then he wrote, probably I'm at the gym now. Okay. All right. So then fast forward to <laughs> yesterday uh, at some point at 2.52 in the afternoon because it's getting that time yeah. of day where it would be like spaghetti time. Okay. If he's if he's having spaghetti, <laughs> if, if he, he, he should let us know because otherwise we got to plan for dinner. I got yeah. five people over here. Yeah. We got to plan for dinner. Right. So I wrote. Spaghetti for dinner tonight? Three question marks. <laughs> and then he writes, LOL, period. See, I thought I he have, was joking. I have to take Casey to her driving lesson. And that's, so that's not even a committal. So I wrote back, so, dot, 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 uh-huh. no spaghetti, just checking, because I'm uh, going to make dinner plans. <laughs> and then he wrote, sorry, period, I left you hanging, three periods, like a wet spaghetti noodle. And I still, it just I'm thinking, oh, he he's not going to be able to do it. It's inconvenient. And then I wrote, all good. And then we left it at that. That's it. And then we had to scramble to get dinner plans. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, you had to I had to scramble. That's oh my god! Terrible. And what did we end up? Yeah, what did we you do had for to scramble at two thirty in the afternoon. How are we going to go? Their mouths are watering for spaghetti, <laughs> dude. I yes, if we're doing dinner for five people and we like to have dinner around five o'clock, it's almost three. Yeah, I even got the ingredients for dinner. We got we got to figure it out. Oh you really god. screwed them. Oh whatever. You inconsiderate <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I get what you did. There would be because Casey is very generous. I, Casey is very I, nurturing. I have zero guilt. All right, you guys yeah. can try and make me feel bad. I have zero you guilt. Feel bad. It was a misunderstanding. We, it's not a misunderstanding. Was not a misunderstanding. Dinner. <laughs> Let's. It was a 
All right, all right, can we humor. do? Can we do a? Is it possible to put together a a, a Twitter poll quickly? <laughs> From that text chain, would you would you think Casey was serious about providing spaghetti, or would you think he was joking? I think uh, yeah, I think you owe Preston a dinner. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the deal. At one point, I thought he was in on the joke, okay? What so, point did you realize he was not? I need, uh, I need last to night literally... Last night on our conference call. Okay. Last night on I our conference call. I literally need to text the words, are you kidding? Are you joking? Is this yes. a joke? Yeah, what is your tone here? What don't, are you indicating? Don't play me like that. All right. I, uh, and that's what, that's what I should have done. You yeah. know what? It's all my fault. So did you guys ever get to eat dinner? Yeah, we had dinner. Carter made <laughs> spaghetti, <laughs> homemade pasta. There you go. Actually, believe it or not, with uh, you know eggs and flour and all that stuff, and he made it from scratch. And uh, and At what uh, time did he start that process? Oh, I don't know. Probably four o'clock, something like that. I guess. Yeah, so he had plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> I like to have my dinner plans. I know. I know. And you had dinner plans, according to Casey. You were going to have a spaghetti <laughs> had dinner plan. You were waiting on a spaghetti feast. <laughs> I was ready for it. I was, th- at that point, looking forward to spaghetti. Would you have included any kind of a bolognese or, or vino? vino? In my mind, in my mind, if I had followed through with the joke and actually brought you spaghetti, I was going to bring you bags of spaghetti. Because j- to me, that just seems a really... Uh, That's un- funny. Uncooked yeah. spaghetti? Hilarious. Not uncooked. Cooked spaghetti in bags. In bags, yeah. Sorry, man. Listen, I'm I'm wrong. You guys are right. <laughs> it's all good. Oh, now okay. So okay. you had zero guilt before. Okay. So. Am I supposed to have guilt now? No. I don't know. You just okay. apologize. No remorse. <laughs> no. We to call Bill on this. <laughs> Ask Annabelle what you, she oh thinks. Oh my God. You're okay. better than that. Well, all right. So for we now take on, for now on, I will not make any. Joke offers. Every offer that I ever make has will, be will be serious. Especially when it involves pasta. Yeah. Yeah. Spaghetti, man. All right. <laughs> we should take a break. Uh, okay. We haven't even done the Bizarre File yet. No. It's already 10 after 8 o'clock. And uh, Big Jay's coming in here, so we're going to be running a little bit later with him. So we'll take a break. Come back in a second. And B-File Stories when we return on MMR. Stay with us. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on On the web. Preston and Steve Duck. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Let's do the Bizarre File, shall we? Bizarre. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre File. All right, the Bizarre File this morning is brought to you by Primo Hoagies, turkey, stuffing, cranberry sauce, and mayo. A meal best served called the Primo Pilgrim is back. Go to PrimoHoagies.com for your nearest location. It's not just a hoagie, it's a Primo. All right, a man was brought out of Florida's Miami-Dade courtroom on a stretcher after he tried to harm himself while awaiting a verdict on the armed robbery charges against him. Jermaine Bell 
has been in custody uh, for over three years fighting the charges. He had reportedly just been found guilty of armed robbery when he drank bleach. Whoa! Oh yeah, so Bell's cousin was able to capture the entire event on video. It shows Bell taking a sip of something from a small white cup. <laughs> And he appears to hold the liquid in his mouth before gulping it. An officer was seen holding a trash can near Bell's face and commanded him to, quote, spit it up. Uh, The man appeared to turn sick and fell in his chair while an officer ordered a rescue team to come in. He was rushed to the hospital and is expected to survive, but questions have been raised on how he was able to acquire the substance in the first place. Exactly. Bell's family has voiced serious concerns about how he was able to pull the stunt off in the presence of his attorney and uh, corrections officers. Now, I know they Uh, make wine in the toilets. Can they make Clorox in the toilets as well? It's a good question. The cousins who took the video said, or the cousins said, uh, I was the only one who jumped up and tried to get him help. Uh, She said the incident was emotional for the whole family, and they thought they were going to lose him. Uh, Starling called for accountability, adding, this cannot be happening to people in custody at all. So police are investigating the case. In a similar incident in North Carolina, a man killed himself inside a federal courtroom after he was convicted of brandishing a weapon at a minor and faced a mandatory minimum of seven years, a maximum term of life prison. Uh, and his name was Jeffrey Ferris. He slashed his own throat oh. with an easily concealable instrument and died as officials unsuccessfully tried to save him. So it has happened before that people were able to do that. I thought part of the process was to make sure they had nothing on them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, a pair of Boston City Councilors are hoping to prevent the reckless use of shopping carts in South Boston. Uh, the neighborhood has an ongoing problem with young people using shopping carts from Stop and Shop to careen through the streets, according to Councilors Ed Flynn and Michael Flaherty. They wrote this in a letter to the grocery chain. Flynn Flaherty said that they have received multiple complaints about the issue from residents, both young adults leaving restaurants and bars... And teenagers have been seen rolling through the streets near the shopping stop and shop. <laughs> it sounds kind of fun. Um, teenagers riding inside a shopping cart recently rode down a pedestrian ramp. They crashed into a resident's vehicle, and the incident was caught on camera after midnight. Another cart crashed into the same resident's car in the weeks uh, before this incident. Look out, there's a car there. You're going to hit it. Uh, Flynn said... That officials should better enforce an ordinance that was passed specifically to deal with issues like that. And they are asking for, essentially, the grocery store to keep an eye on their carts and lock them up or something like that. So, Press, who knows? They have um, is this weird thing at the Acme in Wildwood where uh, it might not, they might not have it anymore, but like there's like a geofence yeah. around the parking lot that if you go... To move the cart, like, onto the sidewalk, because sometimes people park on the street there, the wheels lock up. There is a wheel. What? There is a wheel lock, or it, and that's how it works. That's cool. It is cool. I don't know if they have it anymore, but at least a couple of summers ago they had that. Okay. Pretty well. Yeah, I could see. Yeah, because you get a lot of tourists, and they might, you know, just stroll off with the, uh, yeah. uh, with the shopping cart. Bastards. A uh, woman. Has died in a shocking accident after she fell onto the conveyor belt of an industrial potato chipper. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, Rafaela Alves dos Santos was killed by the machine at her workplace in southeastern Brazil as it sucked her into its mechanism. Oh, my God. Uh, Ms. dos Santos uh, sustained severe head injuries after the uh, engine mount crushed her. 
Uh, the machine, which was designed to carry potatoes to become chopped into chips, had switched on automatically. A worker who saw the incident explained how the colleague was carried off on Wednesday. Uh, representatives expressed their regret and said they had launched an inquiry with an investigation now and going, that is a messed up. I assume she wasn't, right like, there. completely chipped up, right? She just uh, I don't butcher. They didn't have very many details. I, so I'd If she was, really I'd like know. to see pictures of that. No, you don't want to see <laughs> pictures of that. Uh, Andy Hackett reeled in a stunning 67-pound orange carp wow. nicknamed the Carrot while fishing in France. And essentially, it looks like a gigantic goldfish. That's, that's pretty much I saw much a picture of this thing. It's enormous. Yeah, the father of two spent 25 minutes battling to pull the five-stone fish, a hybrid of a leather carp and a koi. Uh, the businessman had been fishing at the Blue Water Lakes in the Champagne region for several years and knew that it was home to the elusive carp, which has not been caught in more than a year. I mean, like this very specific fish. So he said, my friend caught it three years ago, and so I've always known that it is there, and I've always wanted to catch it. I knew it was a big one. When it was on the line, they usually swim slower, but you can feel the weight. It came to surface 30 to 40 yards out, mm. and I saw that it was orange. He what? said it was a lovely fish. What was very the name orange. Of the, the fish in Golden Pond. Was it Walter? Walter. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. The, the elusive uh, trout that they were going after. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, but this was a goldfish, and mm-hmm. very orange and healthy as well. He said, we checked the fish over. It's a goddamn uh, before, goldfish. <laughs> before we put it back in. It's not Walter. It's not Walter. Uh, it's the biggest goddamn goldfish I've ever seen. See uh, if you can cook ha- that up, you stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Walter, I don't like being called that. She wouldn't want to. She wouldn't want to cook that thing up for Walter, or for not for Walter. Uh, but, what was his name again? Norman. Norman. Right? Norman. Yeah. Yeah. Norman. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Mr. Hackett said that he had been fishing since he was five when his grandfather first took him to a lake, and he now goes at least three times a year to France with friends and is already planning a trip next year. But he caught this big-ass goldfish, essentially. All right, um, you know what, that's what we're going to wrap up on cases. Yeah. Is Jay He's in, here, man. Uh, all right, then we should take a break. So yeah, that's what we're going to yeah. do. All right, we will return in just a little bit. And our good friend, uh, Big Jay Okerson, in the studio. So make sure you stay with us because we won't be gone long. This weekend, MMR continues the Thanksgiving tradition of gluttony. Absolutely stuffed. With an overstuffed block party weekend. So big. Three days worth of extra big blocks. It's pretty massive. Instead of the usual one, two, three, we'll be fattening them up with extra songs all weekend. That's huge. The MMR Overstuffed Block Party Weekend. I couldn't need another bite. Because anything worth doing is worth overdoing. Damn right it is. An exercise in excess from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Next guest is in the studio. He's going to be at Helium Comedy Club tonight and then Saturday, Friday, Saturday uh, as well. And in fact, uh, tonight's... 7.30 show is sold out. Saturdays, 7.30 is uh, sold out as well. And uh, I have a feeling the other show is going to sell. Yes. Tickets right now. Heliumcomedy.com. Back in Philadelphia is Big J. Oh, Hey. Hi, Jay. Back. 
Good to hey, be Kathy, here. Well, you, Kathy, can you put a little oomph in those traffic <laughs> reads? <laughs> those tra- you're giving such bad news. People will feel better if you're like, the Schuylkill's back. The Schuylkill for a change. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, you know, when you get here, you, uh, you obviously, you're, this is your hometown, but you uh, hearing those traffic uh, jams, got to sound familiar. Got to be a little slice of nostalgia for oh, you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, everything coming back here. You come back here back. quite a bit. I mean, you're a huge Sixers fan. How many how many times do you make it down here for Sixers games? I try to hit at least like three or four. Really? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I try to do at least uh, one Eagles game. Yeah, I was at a game uh, in the playoffs and saw Jay. You were there with your daughter. I was there with my son. Um, and it was the game that Embiid came back. And it was cool seeing you. You had much better seats than I did. <laughs> <laughs> you were sitting like Don't center. worry. <laughs> I paid for them. Yeah. Did you go last night? It's, yeah, I went last night to the game. Yeah. Paid for those, too. <laughs> You guys will love, you know, You, I told here a couple years ago, yeah. my Mark Sanchez getting me the worst tickets in the house. Again. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was horrible. Like I had another, <laughs> about a year or so ago, I was at a game, and I said, I just sit there and loom at the front row, <laughs> the people who's like, you know, the feet are on the court. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah. Who, I go, look at that person next to M. Night Shyamalan. She doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. And I just sit there and get angry at everyone sitting <laughs> Uh, on the sideline, and while I was looking at that and uh, complaining, someone taps me on the back, and they point up to the screen. Oh, they go, they go, dude, you're on the screen. So I look up, <laughs> and I hear uh, Matt Cord, who I know, Matt. Yeah, Cord. yeah, yeah. I know Matt. So I thought he was giving me a little nod, and he goes, he goes, oh, there he is. Is that my guy right there? And I was like, wow. <laughs> and then it cut to somebody else, and I was like, him, him. How about him? And then it just what goes. It goes in and goes, nope, there it is. The chick, beard of the game. Uh, and then, and the only, like, solace I took was that, well, Matt Cord was still, when he saw it was me, was giving a little extra kind of nod there. Yeah, sure. And then after the game, I saw Matt, and he goes, oh, I didn't know you were here. Like, didn't know was here. It was nothing. You always oh, run that awesome. risk, and it's oh, something that happens. And listen, so we, you know. We 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 do get recognized when you're out and about, but you I never presume that someone is is a listener or if a, someone calls my name, it could be I look like their uncle. And if you've ever had that happen, it's the it's just like oh well you know <laughs> you feel you, so stupid. Well, Pastor, well, you were at a restaurant. What was it? They uh, you thought oh they're. There's, well, they sent over. They sent over a nice dessert, and I'm like, "Oh, well, this clearly they know who I am." And that was wonderful. No, it's like the standard brunch thing. They send over this, this cinnamon roll, and I. I'm like, oh, they well, recognize VIP. Yeah. It's just it's the most deflating, but it's just you keep. That's why I say I never presume. You just want to make sure you don't make that mistake because it will haunt you. He's like, "Oh, what a what a dick I am." So, oh, to really like, yeah. hi, how are you? It's a pleasure. Oh, yes, I will move my car. <laughs> <laughs> How was the camp out for hunger, guys? It was huge, man. We had a... Yeah. The cool thing was we able we did it during, you know, the, the height of COVID and all that stuff. It still did it. Did it in a modified way. But this was... This was a record breaker. What what are the full amounts? Oh, uh, 1.8 million pounds of food collected. Wow. 2.8 million. million. Oh, 2.8 million? 2.8 yeah. million pounds. Yeah. 1,400 tons. Did I get that wrong? Yeah, no, wow, it was one point okay. eight million dollars, two point eight million pounds. So something like no, that. was it was one million yeah. seventy six thousand dollars, I think. Okay, uh, and, and two point eight million pounds. Yeah, 
I love the concept. A bunch of white people glamp to show you guys know what it's like to struggle. (laughs) It used to be a lot harder. There was a time when it was hard. And no one believed we we were were freezing. But people kept coming coming and hanging around. And we're like, well, we got to make it nicer for them. So that's what we did. We used to... We used to literally, you remember the Adams Mark, you know, mm-hmm. right? So, oh, yeah. You know, so we used to be in that lower parking lot, and we've told the story countless times, so the power for the RV would be plugged into the uh, the uh, billboard for the Marker restaurant, which used to be in there. And every time that light came on in the evening, uh-huh. the power would shut, shut down. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was horrible. But so, yeah, we, we prefer this way. It's a lot lot better, rock star, you know, wise, but it's cool. But when you're in town now for Thanksgiving, are you going to uh, you, you visit family, or what's the story? How many people? Yeah, are- I actually, oh, I called in last year. I do remember now for the show because... I really ran down my sister who was cooking dinner last year and said it was going to be awful because my mother can't cook. Right. So I assume my sister can't cook. And I went, fantastic food. Really? Really? Okay. So I believe she's cooking again at my mom's house. As long as my mom stays away from it, it's all good. That's the one edict is you got to stay away. And my mom used to make spaghetti sauce and it was sugar ketchup, which is already sugary. Yeah. Right, yeah, ketchup. yeah. It was just, yeah, she made a weird sauce. Do you have any chops in the uh, in the kitchen? Do you do any cooking? I make like four crazy fattening things, which yeah. are stromboli, <laughs> mac and cheese, stromboli. <laughs> I throw in a pretty sick meatloaf okay. and a stuffed pepper. That's not bad. Do you make your own like uh, bread for the stromboli, or is it like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah? Like, yeah. Dude, well, I mean, I should say I buy like you know a pizza dough and. Oh. I roll it out. I put um, flour on it. Doesn't count. <laughs> but actually, Jay making... and I could cook together. You could. Yeah, 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 yeah. But making your own pizza dough is actually not that hard. It really? really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just you knead it together. But the real secret, uh, because it says oh, you should let it like sit and rise for at least a half an hour. I would give it an entire day. Let it rise for a day. It just mm-hmm. makes it so much better. Look at Culinary Corner Casey <laughs> over here. I'm really not. I'm, I'm really not. I just did. It's just simple. Ask stuff. him about his spaghetti yeah. recipe. Spaghetti oh, I heard. Good. I heard driving over. <laughs> if I offered you spaghetti, would you take that seriously? Probably. Just like loose spaghetti? <laughs> yeah. No. No. I would think that was a joke. Are you going to put it like in a in mom's spaghetti in like a, bu- in a box? <laughs> you guys have had a pretty glorious text exchange in the past, you and Casey. There was a, a moment where he asked you to send a, a deep pick. Well, yeah, he you, said, he, uh, he goes, oh, I'm here. I'm like, all right, prove it. Send me a picture of your wiener. And you had one on. Like, it's not like you just took a picture. You're like, no, no, I got one in the in the uh, photo library. Oh, it's the one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the one day I got ready for picture day. Fresh cut. It's really. Pretty soon the picture's going to be sold. You can tell it's not my age anymore. This must be from a while ago. That's, look, how taut, look how taut that skin is. It's tan. It's tan. Um, th- that's... Have we have we all taken uh, pictures of our junk at some point? No. Oh, I know women don't. Show Kathy, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Right, I did. Remember, for some reason, the lighting made it very, very red. Red. You guys call me Big Big Red. red. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's what Polaroids used to be great for. That 
I mean, that's yeah. not, not the uh, the thing you'd want to you know send over to CVS. But I think you're saying you could underdevelop it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> and like, through that haze, you could see what a monster that is. <laughs> I do have a great picture, though. It was taken by accident. I didn't, like, take the photo trying to be sexy, but my boobs look giant. It looks like I have a tiny waist. I was trying to get a picture of my necklace. Oh, right. It's, like, it's the greatest picture. It's on Instagram, is it? Is I, no, I would not. No, I could have posted Oh, it's on OnlyFans, right? No, you know. <laughs> it's on my OnlyFans, yeah. Kathy did, posted a picture of her doing a yoga pose and posted on Instagram, but the problem was the pants <laughs> oh, yeah. she was wearing were pretty much skin tone. Oh, that's and right. It, and it looked like she's doing, like, some naked... Namaste pose. <laughs> and I actually ended up posting a video case with those pants on also, not like forgetting. Oh and somebody commented, it was like, there she is with no pants on again. <laughs> well, speaking of... Because like, oh. they also have that dark triangle right around the crotch area. <laughs> <laughs> big, big... These are weird pants. Yeah. Angular muff. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of things like that, you are you have your, your podcast, which is Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll Podcast, and you are soliciting for votes for the an AVN award, correct? Oh, yeah, as a way we can get nominated. I guess for the AVNs, I got to go there. Yeah, you've never been AVN Awards. Yeah, no, no. You know, it's funny. David Tell yes. hosted it a couple times, and I wanted to throw my hat in the ring for hosting it. And he's always told me he was like, "Don't do it." Why? Because he he knows me, and my thing is going to be to go and like take the piss out of it. Right, right. And he's like, they do not have a sense of humor about themselves. Really? Oh, and wow. He's right. Because I do a, the podcast, they come on a lot and. Yeah. Huh. Oftentimes, they'll leave being like, "This guy's a jerk." Wow! <laughs> I just like Dave, they, just, Dave, they don't get humor. Dave's got like like an encyclopedic knowledge of like, and we've had him on talking about that and and uh, the classic porn and those those when they were tempting plots and stuff like that and, uh, and all that the stuff. Good old days. <laughs> the good old days. Um, but the actual awards themselves and and that whole thing, they 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 take it seriously. It's not that they take the awards. I don't know if the people putting it together take it seriously, right? So if you go out there and try to make fun of the business to yeah. the performers, like, they will not laugh. Huh. It's like, you have to, like, really pay tribute to it, and I'm, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of messed up. I mean, they're bringing in, the, like, somebody like Attell, who's, that's entirely what his sense of humor is. You know, you would think that they would know better. No, no, he does, he does well because he goes in there and does the right thing. He pays tribute to it. I would have a problem, <laughs> for sure, without a doubt. I've had that. That's the problem I have when I do the podcast sometimes. Well, explain explain the the, uh, the, the tone of the podcast and what you're doing, because I, I love the, the idea of... Um, uh, people, people, I guess, living dangerous lives or leaving excessive lives. It's an interesting podcast because it's exploitative in nature, and at the same time, I feel horrible about what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> so there's the dichotomy. It's, it really is. A, yeah. It really is a strange. Like this girl's like, well, I came in today to do some amazing feat of uh, like butthole elasticity, <laughs> <laughs> and then at the and then at the end of it, they're gonna go like. Well, I'm 21, so I've been doing porn for three years, and you're just like, Christ. Oh, yeah. My daughter's 21. I should attend more of her events. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, I'm not judging you, miss, but what did your father do wrong so I could not do that? <laughs> oh, man. It, We've it, already gotten out of the molesting woods. <laughs> what else? <laughs> so who, who lives, who leads, you know, obviously you, you're a comedian for many years and have counted, encountered a number of celebrities. We have rock stars come through and so on and so forth. In general, who do you think is more inclined to lead the more excessive, debaucherous, um, extreme lifestyle? Rock stars or porn stars? Rock stars, porn stars, and athletes. 
Rock stars. Rock stars? Yeah, I think it's always Hands rock down. stars. Yeah, the porn stars, their party life is relatively short-lived, I feel like, you know? Right, right. At some right. point, they have to, like, you know, a parent dies or someone <laughs> looks at them and at, a, at a funeral and goes, why did you kill your father this way? And then, right? Yeah. They have the epiphany. Yeah. Yeah. But who, so who in the world of rock would you say... I mean, obviously, you talk about the legends, but in, in your encounters, who do you think has led the most off-the-rails life? Wow, that's interesting. It's hard because most of the bands that I've become, like, friendly with in any way are past... At that, that point? That, you know, it's always like the... Yeah. Like, Blues Traveler. Corn. Yeah. <laughs> Corn had one of their buses was Bible Study. Oh, my God. When I was out with them. Swear was to God. Brian Head Welsh? Oh, yeah. No, he wasn't even in the he band. Was... He was he was gone for the time that I was with them. Wow. And, uh, no, but the uh, the bass player, Fieldy, his bus was a, was a Bible study. Wow. And I was trying to, like, lure people backstage. <laughs> and, like, if I get backstage, I'll do anything. I'm like, it's a Bible study and a guy building a drum kit. I'm like, it's not worth whatever you think you're going to do to get backstage. Wow. Whatever you think is going to happen back there. Yeah, the, I don't think the backstage is what it used to be. I think that yeah. the backstage in the 70s and 80s was, like, a but thing. Not even, not even, it, maybe even the, maybe the, it wasn't. The, the mid, no, like, the 90s and stuff, early 2000s. Because uh, Craig Gass took me years ago. Uh, to see Corn, and this is still like when they were maybe the third album, right, right, right. And uh, they had <clears throat> they had a room in the back, backstage that said Chicken Heads with a Z. Hmm? Okay, <laughs> and uh, and it was just a room. I opened it up, and it was just what you think it was like a room full of girls in uncomfortable dresses, uh, waiting for Corn. And that's not. I remember when I was on the the tour with them. Uh, a girl was like, was like, I'll do anything to get backstage. Like, you want to hook up? Like, let's go backstage and I'll hook up with you. And I was like, jeepers, all right. <laughs> jeepers. <laughs> 2010. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was like, this would be great. And then we get to the we get to the opening in the fence to go backstage. And I went, oh, look, I'm going to bring you back here, but you don't have to do anything with me for it. It's really not what you're hoping. Yeah. I know you're, you're going to come back here and it's going to turn your whole life around. You're going to become the new scarf aerial artist on this tour or something, but I promise you you're not. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if uh, our, our concert every year, Emma Mark, is, is indicative or not, but like I've seen one semi-sexy thing backstage in all of the years that we've been doing it. What was that? It was, it was the dude from Papa Roach trying oh. to get girls to come that back. That was not sexy at all. That was uh, that's disgusting. What I'm, yeah, well, no, his, his attempt was to, to be debaucherous. Yes, he was disgusting. disgusting. Yeah, but he was trying well, to get girls to come back. He's since turned around. Yes. He, so even, he's all... Which guy? Uh, Jacoby. Uh, Jacoby. Yeah, Jacoby. Yeah, this is like 2007, lot, 2008. So ratcheted was, in, a lot more, uh, you know... Uh, at a certain point, you... They're the legends that were able to do it for a long time, but there's no way you can conduct a, an active touring lifestyle and run that same tab when you're, you know, 60s and 70s. And yeah, stuff. No, backstage at a comedy club is very similar, right? The, those giant green rooms that you guys have. <laughs> oh, <laughs> debaucherous! <laughs> I've been the debaucherous stuff in comedy green rooms before. It's it always comes with a smell. <laughs> <laughs> a nondescript smell. Nondescript smell. You know, I can always tell from the, uh, you know, it's funny when you sit in the, for the listeners, when you're uh, in the waiting room to come in here, there's a giant TV with a a photo gallery yeah. going on and on. You learn a lot from that photo gallery. <laughs> One, if it's a, uh, you know if it's a big deal show or not, if Marissa's wearing her Children of the Corn hat. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, we know that. I can tell you that I've never seen uh, Joan Jett and Jackie Bam Bam in the same place, same time. Right? Question mark. <laughs> You know what's funny? Children, when you're, you're, going, you're going to someone's house, like a girl's house, and you think you're going to hook up, and then she's like, can you look at all my photo albums first? Like, sure. Uh, this is when I put my cat in a dress. <laughs> when you look at that photo gallery, Kathy and Marissa look like a million bucks, and then there's the rest oh, of us. Look and like we're just like, oh, God, we got to be next to these two. Yeah, there's, there's a comfortability, though, with comes that you, you like, right. you have your look, it's like, I'm winter shorts guy now, the guy I used to make fun of all the time. I'm like, why? It's uh, As long as they dress me up a little bit in the open coffin, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. You know, that, that's I'm, it. I'm so glad Jay brought up that hat because I always thought it looked like she was going to a reading to be the lead in the next Billy Jack movie. <laughs> <laughs> but she looks great in it, but it's just she looks a, great in it, it's but a it is, statement hat. It's a statement hat. It's a serious hat. Yeah. Well, yeah, actually, you know, you, you, you look like you've uh, uh, lost weight. I say this in a, in a good way. You look like you're in, 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 in a little bit more in shape. Have you been... Oh, uh, yeah, have no, you been, boy. Have you been adapting your uh, your lifestyle a little bit? Or you, I mean, you've been... I mean, just I'm on the road so much yeah. that I'm just trying not to... It's easy like to fall it, prey to it, But right? it's funny because, like, if you don't eat, like, garbage yeah. on the road... You just don't eat much because <laughs> there's not true. much choice. It's uh, true, yeah. There really is. Like, but so you look I've, good. These comedy club, you know, if I can't eat another mozzarella stick, <laughs> it's awful. It yeah. sucks because my kids love mozzarella sticks, so they're kind of like always in the freezer. And I open it, and I just, I can't, I, I, I can't tell you the last time I had one. I just, uh, I, 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 there's nothing about them that you can you can justify. However, they they taste great. However, but Jay's right though, man. If you if you work in a bar environment, if you work in a in a nightclub yeah. environment, pretty much it's a fryer that you're getting your food from. That's it. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, comedians love the quinoa. <laughs> <laughs> it is true though. They should do an experiment like those improvs and, and put in like a quinoa bowl and see <laughs> it never gets ordered. <laughs> right, that'd be cool. I was watching that the, the documentary about the uh, the Boston comedy scene years ago with Lenny Clark and uh, sure. th- those guys you want to talk about and we talk about you know living the hard life they were doing like man, like four or five shows a night uh, you know different clubs running around and and Lenny Clark talks about just the amount of coke they were doing the the crazy oh. yeah <laughs> you know what's funny is I didn't do not that I was a, a nerd or anything, but I just yeah. really didn't do a lot of drugs or experiment with stuff right. or drink or anything when I was younger, especially in comedy because I had one drove all the time. I had a kid pretty young, you know, she was 23 right. when she was born. And, uh, you know, I didn't really experiment in all those things. What's funny now at 44 years old is, you know, when someone's like, hey, I have Molly. I'm like, I'll do a little Molly. <laughs> like, You're supposed to be 20 years of stuff doing Molly. Go, well, this is only the third time I've done it. <laughs> so I, it's all new to me. And, it, and now no one can do it with you because they're like, oh, no, I had a problem. Like, you know, I was part of a vehicular homicide or something. Right. Like, oh, God. Well. I don't know. I just did a little and went home, went to sleep. I was fine. <laughs> More responsible. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so with your with your daughter, uh, and we we've talked about the fact that she's got you know a, a, a good sense of humor and so on and so forth. Uh, it, it, is is what do you think the long term plan is for her? Is she is, she, is, is entertainment? You think eventually going to end up in her uh, in her roster? I don't know. You know, it's funny. She did. She took a comedy class and did like one set. Years ago now. I remember you said she was gravitating a little bit to it. Eight years ago, yeah. Yeah. And then she, uh, 
did online college for a year, then took what she's calling a gap year, which I think is forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the danger of the gap year. Yeah. I don't mind if she, you know, I want her to do whatever she wants to do. She didn't really seem uh, drawn to stand-up necessarily, but right. she likes to write and everything. She's working now. She's just got a job. She's a PA on Impractical Jokers. So oh, wow. Nice. Uh, yeah, you and Sal are nepotism. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. She didn't earn it. <laughs> well, Remind her every time you yeah. get, get a chance. Take that NYU student in television and film production. <laughs> My daughter was sleeping till two in the afternoon till three days ago before she started this job. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, listen, you got to do what you got to do. You know? like, <laughs> yeah. I, no, I, no, she's a good cat. Tell you what, that's at twenty years old. She's twenty years old. Like I gotta say, the best thing is like she's a good. Kid, she's a good yeah. person. You know, if she'll if she's out doing, you know, if she goes out to like, these underground parties and she tells me she's going, which I hate, but I'm happy she tells me. And then if she gets home at three in the morning, she'll text me she's home safe and everything. That's so. why you know we were talking to Natasha Leggero. Um, she um, she has this book out now about having you know her her, her kid and, and uh, you know what she was before. And I asked her about the perception of what she was prior to, would she ever believe she's the person she is now? Now, you had your, your daughter when you were younger, but mm-hmm. prior to that, would the, the perception, would you ever perceive yourself being the father you are now? It, and in, in other words, does that change automatically kick in the second it happens? Well, it's funny. I was almost in a responsibility sense. I had to take care of my brother and sister so much. I'm like 11 years older than my brother. Oh, I didn't know that. 15 years older than my first sister, 19 years older than my second sister. Wow. So like, uh, the one I'm 19 years older than is the one cooking. <laughs> there you go. Uh, wow. You have, to fall, you have to fall far from the tree. <laughs> to be able to cook that <laughs> but I had such, uh, I took so much care of them growing up. You were already set up my, for it. That, well, I thought so. Yeah. And then when it is yours, you're like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, you can't just stop at some point and say, here, back to you. Right. But, um, no, I didn't like, uh, I, I think I'm kind of the father I thought I would be. Uh. Like, I, I'm weirdly, you know, it's funny. She always says that her friends think because they see me or come to the shows with her to a comedy show. And uh, they always think, like, your dad, could, your, your dad would probably get us coke if we asked. And she's like, "Wow, you are not reading the right things." This <laughs> so it's funny. I look at the part, but I really. Everyone always says that. Like, do you do you smoke pot with your daughter? I'm like, mm, no. <laughs> right. I'm like, I can't. Now we've been to concerts together where she's seen me smoking it. Right. And then if she tried to grab it, I would look at her like, no, <laughs> I know you have, but I just can't. No, yeah. that seems weird. Was I also equated the house you can go. People always talked about like, oh, so-and-so had the coolest house because the parents would let you smoke and drink. And I'm like, I feel like those were terrible parents even when I was a teenager. I was happy to right. be there. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is where the fun's at. But like, yeah. even at 14, 15, be like, you guys are not good parents, I don't think. <laughs> I, listen, I just heard that. <clears throat> You're uh, just not good parents. There was a guy that I went to high school with, and I didn't know this. Uh, he was a year younger than me. But, like, yeah, it, it, his parents would buy kegs, and he would co- they would collect. The responsible thing that they would do is they would collect car keys so they made sure that he wouldn't drive home. But I'm still like. Oh, good. I swear, what? So Why? the dad could have sex with all the daughter's friends. <laughs> oh, That's how that begins. <laughs> Let me ask you: Was there a moratorium on your daughter seeing your act? Did you did you pick an age at which you thought it'd be okay? I thought it about six, well, about sixteen was the age, maybe fourteen actually was probably the age where I started having the run by her things I was going to say. Ah, right. Because right. I was like, if it was going to be on TV or something like that, you'd be like, hey, 
I'm going to say this. It's just a joke. Even if it wasn't, I would just say it was. It's just a joke. This for sure didn't actually happen three days ago. Um, and then, no, now it's like, it's fun that she's like 20 years old now because she like, she does get it. She came out, we did our festival. I filmed my special uh, a couple weeks ago at our festival out in Vegas. We do Skankfest. Yeah. Right, right. And uh, she came out to that for the first time. But she was only able to come to my special taping. Well, I right. two other things. Uh, I was going to ask you when you had a special coming out because I saw you posted um, uh, about Ari Shafir's special, which came out, and I watched that. It's called Jew. It's so on. Good. It's really good. Uh, I mean, it's it's essentially all about religion, yeah. like yeah. from from beginning to end, and it's and it's really um, brilliantly lit. And and I've always loved to stand up, but I was wondering when the next time we're going to see you, and, and which platform is it going to be on? So I think YouTube is what we're going to do. It's being edited right now. Ari Shafir actually helped me produce it uh, a lot, which was amazing. Nice. We used the same kind of crew and everything that he used, and we did it out in Vegas. How much crowd work is in it? Um, when it's all edited out, I might I might pull a bunch of it and make it like its own thing. Okay, but I'd say it's uh, it's. Eighty percent. I, I you know, and I don't know if you wow. know this or if like people talk to you about this because I just saw Nate Bargatze on Friday night, and I was oh, talking yeah. to him after the show, and I talked to him about you, and I just and I and I truly feel this way. I'm not just saying this because you were face to face. I've said this behind your back uh, that I just don't think that there's anybody who does crowd work better than you. Oh, you, thank you. You man. do such a great job, <laughs> and I know you had an entire yeah, special, special of just yeah. crowd work. It's it, it, it is it is an art. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to start releasing, I think, more stuff like that, like recording maybe like uh, every month or two, like a new crowd work thing is released on Spotify. It's, it takes no effort other than just being, like, you know, sharp. You know who's gotten better at, uh, at it is, is Martin Normand, his crowd work, because oh, he, he, yeah, he yeah. posts his stuff on, on Instagram all the time. And you guys all run in the same circle, mm-hmm. is that right? Like, Yeah, Mark just did our podcast Monday. How does that work out? I mean, <laughs> is I mean, because you guys are all on the road all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you maintain a friendship with all those guys? Well, podcasts helps, like, the door in the week, doing stuff like that. And like I said, because we have the radio show on a serious it's having fun. them in as guests, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's like we get cross paths that way a bunch. I just pulled up uh, Ari's special, which is also on YouTube, and it's it's called Jew, and uh, the full special is there, and, and it has nearly 4, four million, million views. Hits. Yeah, which is remarkable to me. And and so has that model changed, Jay? Because it used to be you wanted to get to Netflix or, or one of the streaming platforms, uh, and now it seems like uh, if you own it and put it on YouTube, that's a better way to go about the business. The wise. idea is that you know, it'll fill... Rooms, you know, it'll fill rooms with audience. Oh, so you'll sell more tickets to the, <laughs> the next show. The idea is to sell more tickets because it's expensive. <laughs> I found out <laughs> really? to self-produce this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. But uh, you know, that's a good example. I mean, four million hits, and I mean, it's been out for two, three weeks. Yeah. Now Does YouTube do? Do they invest, or do they have any sort of? <laughs> Say or any sort of guidance, or or do they, is it basically we'll hands off? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if I think like if there's complaints, they would say something. But I do want. To, uh, uh, there's a fun time coming up. I'll keep you guys posted. That uh, I'm gonna when we have like the line cut and everything's yeah. done before I release it on YouTube, which is where I plan to do it. I said that I wanted to. I want to reject Netflix. Like I'll send it to them because Netflix does a thing now. They don't really produce many specials, right? Anymore. Right. They now purchase them. Right. Or lease them, whatever you call it. And they'll have it for a couple years. And I was like, uh, yeah, I'm like, let's give it to them. 
And then when they say, we'll give you that deal that we give everyone now, say no. <laughs> it's going to be funny if they take it and go, yeah. I wasn't interested. risk I run. I'm planning on doing it on YouTube yeah. anyway, but I want to give that refusal. And it goes, sure. <laughs> they, yeah. Netflix didn't even want it. They're like, well, we don't care. Financially, how, how do they, how do they, how's that stuff reconciled? Uh, so, you know, what is the, what are the benchmarks you hit? Like for four million views on YouTube. Does that monetarily, does that work out being something that's lucrative for Ari or, or is, is... No, it, just like in this in ticket sales. Just, I in, think just yeah. the whole thing. Well, he's I mean, got his Venmo and PayPal. I was going to say, yeah, there's up. probably like little donation buttons, but I'm so... I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. It's the weirdest thing. It's, it's the reason I don't bring merch on shows, but I have to change at some point because I'm like... I don't know. They're already getting gouged for drink prices right. and everything that I'm like. Yeah, but if they want the it, end, then the they end want of it. it. No, I know. You're yeah. right. You're yeah. not wrong. Like, uh, and Ari's right, too. But I just have a thing. Years ago, I saw, like, things taint you for a while. I was yeah. at Caroline's Comedy Club in New York, and uh, the late, great John Witherspoon pops from Friday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, great. He had a thing at the end of his show that people would line up, and he would take a, they'd take a Polaroid, and they put it in this... Crappy cardboard frame. <laughs> right. Staple it. $25. Also a weird price yeah. point. Yeah. Because you often have to make change. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> and he would do this and sign the thing. But it was the weirdest thing. To me. I know you don't have to do it this way, but yeah. it just always tainted me on the idea of merch. Was that people would pull out $30 right. to give him. And he would go in his own pocket. Uh, Pops from Friday, uh-huh. and pull out a wad—I mean, a wad of cash—and uh-huh. slice you off your five dollars change, and put the twenty in between all the hundreds and twenties, right. and then smile for a picture with you. And I'm like, it just—I uh-huh. know you don't have to do it that way, but it right. just always seemed that's kind of what it is. Right? Would you do at the end of it? Would you do cameo? Because that seems like something. That, no, it, no, we I, have made so much fun of our friends that do cameo. Okay, really? Oh, uh, I mean, Robert Kelly. Who's a brilliant comic? Uh-huh. Yeah, hilarious. We did a, a on Bonfire a couple weeks ago. <laughs> discovered his dude. He did one. He didn't know until we tell him. Yeah, and we called him on the phone on the show. Oh no, he didn't know until we uh, called him that he thought, as I would assume too, when you do a cameo, yeah. this person who pays for it gets it. Yeah, and they have it, and they can do whatever they want with it, but they own it. Right. Cameo posts every cameo you make to the site. Oh, so really? poor Bobby Kelly, who just dropped over a hundred pounds. Uh, Bobby, wow, he looks fantastic, but he was at his heaviest, <laughs> and he's got a string of them where he uh, is dressed like his wife convinced him to dress like Cupid and do Valentine's Day things, <laughs> and he didn't know. Oh, so man. So a comedy show, just looking, we go, let's, let's see what Bobby's are. And he's like, hey, Melissa, it's me, Cupid. And just, like, what are you doing? Oh, Jesus. Wow. Also, I'd be the person who would fall for, like, yeah. don't they, like, have, like, uh, like athletes oh, yeah. all the time? They end up, they're, like, they're like, hey, so all the guys down at the White Power Lodge. <laughs> yes. Uh, right. Totally. Who did yeah. that? From Hale Hitlersville. Yeah. Snooki was doing yeah. them for John Fetterman. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but. That, that, but there was a, there was an athlete who found out that it was like the Aryan Congress, yeah, <laughs> yeah like the Proud Boys, right, 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 like uh-huh. that. yeah. That, that they'll sneak that in there. Right. Right. Did you, why don't you say things like it goes? And for the four oh two boys, <laughs> keep killing them. And it's just like that's the name of like the people who like hung Emmett Till or something, oh my God. right? Wow. <laughs> 
They don't even know. They're just like, they're just eating cereal going like, hey. <laughs> yeah, Everybody down there burning mausoleums. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> Way to go, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday. Uh, oh, yeah. oh. What did, so how did well. Bob react to you guys showing him all the cute So <laughs> it's pretty great. So we were doing, it was a pre-record we found yeah. this on. So we do one pre-record a week for Thursdays. And that's what we called them on. And it's great because there's two sides. You see two sides of the story yeah. unfolding because when we see that right away, I go uh, tell Christine, uh, our producer, I'm like, text Bobby, see if he can call on the show right now. She does. He doesn't answer. I go send a screenshot of him dressed as Cupid. Tell him it's important. Tell him it's important. He doesn't answer again. So we take, you know, a faux break for a second. But the mics are still going, thank yeah. God. And uh, we call Bobby on speakerphone. <laughs> and he's like, hey, sorry, I'm just here with Ari Shafir. We're doing a podcast. He's like, what's up? And we went, did you check your phone yet? <laughs> and he goes, no, no, I'll check it right now. And there's just silence, and you hear him go, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. And he goes, I'll call you right back. That's great. And then he called back. But the best thing is, like, uh, because Ari and them were doing a podcast, there's the other side of that, right. of them talking oh, about, yeah. like, all right, we gotta wrap this podcast up. I have to go talk to these guys before they start showing it to everybody. Oh, that's great! Oh, so he did God, a lot of them. The he did a lot of them as wow. Cuban. Oh, he did a he did enough. <laughs> he did enough of them. Yeah, I can't like. Uh, yeah, like Norton's got like one for every character he does. Jim oh, Norton, like wow. I just, I, I could, people ask me all the time. I guess there's money to then there's money to be made. Yes, oh, yeah, there I, is. I said, I'm not the right person. Yeah, to ask him because I just think about it the wrong whatever stupid insecurity yeah. I have. Right. <laughs> Because I'd rather, like, I'd say one out of every ten person, people, though, who just catch me on the right time, an email that's, like, to my website or something or a, a DM, and they're like, it's my brother's birthday or my husband's birthday. He's your biggest fan. And, blah, and I'm just, while I'm smoking a cigarette, I'd rather just go, hey, happy birthday, Billy from Jay. Your right. wife, you know, your wife said something. You're fat. Bye. <laughs> I'd rather just do that for absolutely free once in a while. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you catch me in the right, like, time, or I'll just do it. Because it's not that I don't I appreciate the hell out of the fans. Sure, I sure. think it's weirder to hit because I appreciate them to go, $300 if you want me to say hi to your mother. <laughs> right. It's funny, you know, at the beginning of all this, before before the podcasts were a thing, you know, it first came to MMR and what is a po- what is a podcast? What is it? And so we put the whole, you know, put the whole show up. The notion was a lot of a lot of stations, a lot of shows were charging for their podcasts. And we were like, you could listen to it for free the first time, mm-hmm. and and we're going to charge for the second time? It doesn't make any sense. For a podcast? Yeah, yeah. It's, I think the way it works with ours, particularly, even like Legion of Skanks yeah. is the, uh, my main podcast for sure. And like that, it's live on the website for sure. And then the, the newest eight episodes, I think, are always like for free. And then it goes behind a page, yeah. uncensored. I can see that, yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, if you want to uh, get the live Big J experience, you've got to do it now because uh, shows are selling out uh, Friday, 7.30, and uh, I'm sorry, tonight and Saturday, 7.30 shows are sold out, but you can get it for Friday and Saturday, 7.30 and 10 p.m. shows. You can go to heliumcomedy.com, so he's back in town, in Philly, in his spot, so make sure you get out and see him, but uh, dude, glad you made it in. It's good to see you you in the flesh. Thank you so much for always supporting. I'll come when I come. Uh, hopefully February, the special will be coming out. I'd love to come promote with you oh, guys. Oh, we'd love that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes, Absolutely. All right, take care. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Big Jay Oakerson, everybody. Yeah. Right, we're going to take a break. Come back in a second. Stay with us, friends.
are happy to pass along the results of Camp Out for Hunger. You raised over 2.8 million pounds of food. Oh 2.8 million? A half million pounds more than last year. Money raised going to fill abundance. $1,078,254. It's astonishing. And a reminder, you can still donate at your local Acme. Yes, everyone stepped up in incredible fashion. Absolutely. <laughs> Camp Out for Hunger would not be possible without the generosity of you and our partners. Event Quip, Philly Photo and Film, Town Square Rentals, Pods, Moving and Storage, Bowder Audio, and Newman University Videography. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. Powered in part by Beanbow Bakeries USA, Pepsi, Duncan, and Stauffer. 93.3 WM. MMR, putting Philly first. I want to do a shout out real quick. I got a uh, email, and if I don't do this now, I'll never get to it. I think it's not, they, they don't want it till Monday, but uh, it says, hey, Preston, uh, former Bod Squad girl here, Danielle, oh. hoping you'll give a big shout out to my mom's birthday, Monday the 28th. Well over a decade ago, I surprised her bright and early on her birthday. Uh, so that we could sit in the studio with you guys. We're so happy to be there and meet all of you. So I know our shout-out will be a close second in her book. We love you guys. And a quick, he can't see without his glasses sound would also be fantastic. Uh, that still makes us both laugh. Uh, so that is uh, Danielle, who wants a shout-out to her mom, and then maybe a little glasses clip. All right. He can't see without his glasses. Put his glasses on. Put on his glasses. <laughs> His glasses. We haven't heard that one in a while. He doesn't need it. Um, He's dead. So it is. Uh, it's officially weekend for us. So I think the the junk drawer is a uh, thing that we should do right about now and clean out these stories before uh, they get away from us. Because I did see a couple things I think are worth mentioning. Got one. It's like you're going through a drawer. I know. It's not, I could. Yeah. My junk drawer's right upstairs, right above me, by the way. Uh, so, all right, I'm glad this story was brought up because I was confused by this. Last year, Kia, the car company, decided that it was going to bring the brand into the 21st century, and it did exactly that by revamping its logo into something a bit more modern. Yeah. Gone is the old circular logo, and yeah. in is the new look. There's one problem, though. People can't actually tell what it is. They can't tell that it's a Kia. So Jackie Bam Bam drives one of these. And I was always, for the first several months, I'm like, well, what is that brand? That's I'm I'm not familiar with KN, you know? Mm-hmm. What what is that? It, and and uh no, it's just Kia, but the logo looks like the letter K and N mm-hmm. and I don't know why they went with that. I have no idea. Is that supposed to be actually a KIA, but the N is like the I and the A put I don't know it's what a, the, I don't know why they went with KN. It would be a backwards N. It's not a, a forwards N present. So if you look at it cl- uh, carefully Yeah, you're right. It's it's K I A, but the I and the A are too close oh. to each other, and so it looks like K and then backwards N. Doesn't anybody okay. review these things before they make... Uh, you assume they really test the hell out of a new logo. You remember there yeah. was the... Unless uh, there's like a hidden meeting like, in it, you know what I mean? Right. Where like, uh, you know, like you look at the FedEx logo and you're like, oh, there's an arrow in there, you know? Right, right. right. So, so is there an N 
part I of don't think the so. company? Okay. Well, Amazon's uh, a, a smile, correct? A, a yeah, and, and it also yeah. goes from A to Z, right. and like yeah. the Under Armour is a U right. and an A looped into each other. So some of them are really clever and cool. Right. Remember there was a lawsuit a few years ago between uh, Walgreens and the Washington Nationals? Yes. They both had the pretty much yeah. the exact same W as their logo. I think the Nationals won out. I think the Walgreens, okay. but I don't remember specifically. So... There was a huge uptick in people searching for KN Car around March of 2021, which was just a few months after the new logo went live. And that also happens to be around the time uh, when the rebadged Kia Stinger went up for sale, meaning that people uh, began to see uh, Kias sporting the new logo on the road, blissfully unaware of what they actually were. And it's not just a Stinger. People are getting the model of the vehicle correct. For example, the uh, uh, the Kia Carnival minivan, but they can't make out the automaker's actual name of the logo. Is minivan um, still being used a lot, or do they do they? Because I know the 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 classification of a crossover is not fully a minivan, but has minivan fallen out of favor as a used classification? No. I don't think so. I mean, yeah. we have we have a minivan. Hmm. Uh, we've had we've had one for twenty. Two years now. Yeah. yeah. So, no, but, I and think, I think you still, I think it's still classified as minivan. Yeah, right. it's got that little side door. Then that, it's not. That, all right. Yeah. The crossover is not that. No. All right. Okay. Uh, I don't know, even know exactly what a crossover is. It's, it's, a, it's a classification that seems to fall halfway between a minivan and no, like. No, I thought a crossover is, is is halfway between a an SUV and, and a, a sedan and a sedan. All right, and it's just okay. Small or smaller SUV or a bigger sedan. You know, it's, it's with these logos, though, Preston. They, and they for all the product testing and for all the you assume that they have people who are panels that sit yeah. there and sort of review it. And they get civilians yeah. in there. But, like, even car companies and car names, you know, they, they do all this hand-wringing and testing. And one that still blows me away is the Murano. Which I know. Is moron. moron in it. You yeah, know, I agree. Well, you, like the idiot, idiotessa, you know. It, it just it didn't, yeah. <laughs> I guess it didn't affect the marketing of it. I, I guess People not. didn't make a big deal about yeah, it. So, but the, I, I was curious. Go ahead, Nick. Murano. It's not Morano. Oh, okay. I mean, if you want to split hairs on it, it's M-U-R-A-N-O. Yeah, but whatever. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, so, so this uh, hey, Marijo. By the way, okay, let's go to Marijo. Remind quick. people what this was from yesterday. The, the, I, I have the the person who won the tattoos day yesterday. Her name was spelled, and I'm going to like it was uppercase M. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and then everything else was lowercase altogether. Yeah. M A R I J O. Yeah. Okay. All together. Marija. I handed it to my daughter, who is like, uh, you know, heads and tails smarter than me. And I go, what's this name? You know, I'm like, Re- read this name out loud. And she, you know, because she takes Spanish. Yeah. She says, is it Marijo? Mari- <laughs> Ma- and she Marijo. did. I'm like, it's, believe it or not, it's Mary Jo. And uh, uh, I pronounce it as Marijo. <laughs> Preston, I feel your pain. Well, what's the... Um... Where was the confusion? I mean, I, I understand. Mary but Joe does, would be, does Mary Joe uh, is the J capitalized in Mary Joe's name? I, well, A, I would have a, a, y, a y in there, you know, yeah. for, for Mary, and then yeah, I, I know, but she then, might not spell it that way. And then Joe would be capitalized or something along those lines. So th- that spelling is like the newer version of Mary Joe. It's become popular right. over the past couple of years. M A R I J O, and not capitalizing the J, right? Correct. Oh, okay, Marie Joe. Mm. 
Hey. Well, so they'll, they'll get the mispronunciations. They'll get Marijo, I'm sure, or Medijo. <laughs> Medijo. like that. So, uh, we have Walper online. Too. <laughs> Walper. Oh, Walper. Oh, Walper. Walper is a good one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, anyhow, so the, the KN car is a Kia. Ah. I've been confused. Well, that, that does clear up some. And many people work. Confusion. All right, uh... Lucy the elephant had a spa treatment the other day. Brand new $2 million metal skin on her, and they needed to check it for leaks, so they hosed her down the other day. Uh, and a firefighter, uh, firefighters were aiming the hose at Lucy, uh, whose plastic wrapping has finally been removed after 14 months. And what's the status? Uh, is that is that a, a, you can stay there? You can stay inside? It's an actual... Yeah, yeah, last you, I checked, there's you can rent. Yeah. Uh, there's a suite inside yeah. Lucy. That's uh, I remember that from a couple of years ago, and I assume that's still the same thing, Steve. Uh, but um, yeah, John Green Jr. of AC Gentry Architectural Sheet Metal Company climbed around the remaining scaffolding inside the six-story elephant, checking for leaks. And indeed, uh, the dousing that took place on Monday morning did reveal some leaks in the skylight uh, under the distinctive uh, howda. It says Howda, H-A-H-O-W-D-A-H. I guess that's that riding thing that they would put, yes. you know, essentially on an elephant. Pronounced Mary Jo. <laughs> and uh, it's at the top of the roadside attraction. Volunteers with squeegees and mops sopped up the water underneath the skylight after the hosing. I and, didn't realize um, it was six stories tall. Yeah, that's pretty big. I, right? I've never seen Lucy in person. I didn't know it was six. I, I was uh, thinking more like three at the no, most. It didn't seem. No. How tall is this building? This this, this building, is six stories. This, yeah, this is five stories. Or is this six stories? There's no way Lucy's as tall as this building. It just said six stories, right? I, yeah. Well, tiny stories. Yeah. You know? Tiny like, stories. Like, like really six short, short stories. stories. Uh, I went there. I rode my bike past there. And we had our pictures taken in front of it. There is no way that thing is six stories tall. <laughs> Nick, pull up the dimensions, if you would, please, on, on Wikipedia yeah. and see how tall it is. I'm watching the video. Because the story's about, what, 10 feet, something like that, 10, 12 feet? There, are some, yeah. there are some trucks parked next to uh, the, the, Lucy the Elephant on Instagram Press, and they, they posted a video of the bath time that you're talking about. And there are some uh, trucks parked right next to it, and Casey's right. There's no way that this is six stories, but I'll find the dimensions. Okay. All right, yeah, because it says here, uh, let me make sure I read that correctly. Six um, stories and a quarter of a million pounds. 65 yeah, it says in the, the scaffolding oh. inside the six-story elephant. What? Well, the elephant, and then it's got that, whatever you call it, the... The, the uh, Hoda? A Marigio, uh <laughs> on top of it, which makes it taller. The elephant itself is not... Yeah, high. it means the whole structure is six stories tall. The whole damn thing. That still doesn't seem that big. All right. Okay. I mean, when All you're right. compared to, like, if you I stand outside you. of this building and then you stand next to uh, the elephant. Yeah, just, like if, it's, yeah, if even, it's a bunch of hobbits in there, it's six feet tall. Yeah. Casey, even after the spaghetti thing, I believe you. <laughs> See? He's building bridges. <laughs> oh, man, I'm never going to live that one down. Or at least uh, it's going to be a little while. It's going to be a little while. By the way, until you send over spaghetti, this yeah. is going to stay active. So Lucy began in 1881 and was then known as the Elephant Bazaar. Oh. It was not her name. Yeah, it was uh, designed to attract tourists and promote real estate. Uh, Lucy was named to the National Park Registry of Historical Landmarks in 1976. So I don't know where the name or when the name Lucy became the official moniker of uh, that structure. So, mm. uh, By the way, they are having a benefit for Lucy starring uh, Deanna Martin, the daughter of Dean Martin. Wow. On December 11th at uh, Resorts Hotel and Casino. Deanna Martin, uh, the uh, daughter of Dean Martin? 
Yeah. Huh. Okay. That seems like a, a sort of a bizarre call, but yeah, why not? Uh, he, joining he... her is Stephen Maglio, a Sinatra-style singer. Huh. That's yeah, very she, cool. she brings along an 18-piece orchestra. Does she? Yeah, Sunday, December... Does she just watch them, or does she sing? No, she looks like she's a performer. Huh. Sunday, December 11th at 8 p.m. at the Superstar Theater. Uh, and uh, Stephen Maglio says, cheers, pallies. <laughs> cheers, pallies. That's pallies. Yeah. Pallies. Just yes. like having the chairman of the board. P. Allies. <laughs> pallies. All right. All right, what else have here? More junk toy stories. Just dig in here. Uh, bad news. Taking certain medications over the long term can actually be making your arthritis pain worse. The University of California researchers looked at people with moderate to severe osteoarthritis in their knees who had taken non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, also known as NSAIDs, which are things like Advil and yeah. Leave and ibuprofen. Uh, the data revealed no long-term benefits for taking NSAIDs. Excellent. And said that the joint inflammation and quality of knee cartilage got worse in participants who took the NSAIDs compared to participants who did not take the medication. So you're saying so it's going to make them worse over time. You'd be better off taking M&Ms. Probably. Yeah, yeah. The lead study author said the use of NSAIDs for the anti-inflammatory function has been frequently propagated in patients with osteoarthritis in recent years and should be revisited since a positive impact on joint inflammation could not be demonstrated. So I'm allergic to NSAIDs. I can't take them. I get um, I break out in hives uh, if I take those. So I've always felt kind of jealous of people who can you know for for joints and so on because right. it's it's an anti-inflammatory it brings the fl- the inflammation down it doesn't just mask the pain it actually fixes the problem for the time any, uh, being do you have any arthritis yeah knees man really it sucks yes don't, don't we all, and, uh, don't yeah. all of us get like a little bit of that nah. yes i mean as <laughs> <Yep>. you guys <laughs> age <laughs> I, i'm actually so old i've aged out of all those diseases but uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I definitely uh, the the knee issue. It's not debilitating or anything like that. But it will be if I live long enough. It's going to be a long term problem eventually. You know. Do you ever see? Uh, well, you wouldn't do something like a, like a knee swap, right? You wouldn't. I mean, it's not to that point. I don't know that I qualify for that. Yeah. I'm not sure that it's it falls in that you know uh, bag of issues that you have with with getting knee replacements and things. So how about an exoskeleton? Could do, oh, yeah, man, how cool that'd be would that awesome. Be? Yeah, yeah, like an aliens, yeah, you know, like a big mover thing. You could pick cool. up stuff. Yeah. All right, what else? I got something else in here. All right, Bob Dylan's latest book is called "The Philosophy of Modern Song." Yeah. Uh, and there's a little bit of a scandal about this. Did you see oh. this, Steve? Yeah, what's going on? All right, so. Um, people, nine hundred fans spent about six hundred dollars a piece to purchase a limited edition run. Uh, personally hand-signed copies. All right. But now those fans are set to receive refunds after supposedly a little bit of sleuthing uh, found uh, through Dylan's publisher, Simon & Schuster, uh, sold them a a false bill of goods. So they do. When copies of the hand-signed books landed in mailboxes Friday, fans were quick, quick to compare notes and photographs. They soon came to believe... That the books were signed using AutoPen, a machine-powered pen that captures and reproduces real signatures. And if I recall, this is actually a device where an ink pen is on the end of it, yes. and it it does the movements. Uh, I'm not cool with that. You're, 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 the whole idea is you've 
Dylan has sat there and in person autographed your book, not some robot. Yes. Not Twicky. Yep. So uh, Dylan's wouldn't be the first celebrity author to land in hot water over the use of auto pen. Other musicians turned authors like Brian Wilson and Dolly Parton have been accused of the same scam. I could see. Uh, the, I mean, obviously, it's a lot to ask, but that's part of the that's part of the reason yeah, you're paying a premium. It's nine hundred of yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, oh that's God. that's sitting down for days. And days of just of signing over and over. It would be a long day. Uh, or a long series of days signing autographs. I wonder how, like, um, with, like, um, professional uh, athletes, there has to be a day or a weekend where oh, yeah. they are just, okay, you sure. come in and just sign all of this stuff. Have yep. you ever seen it for, like, the Flyers' Lives, uh, fight for, or Flyers' Wise Fight for Lives Carnival? No. So, basically, Casey, they have an entire room with, like, a thousand pucks, and the guys will just go in, and they and then they have to sign a, a thousand sticks or whatever, and, and I've talked to a couple of the players afterwards. It's exhausting, but, Steve, yep. they don't use the mechanism. They sit right. there, and they, they sign everything that they're well, supposed to well, sign. Well, you remember, obviously, you, you, we'd, we'd have the calendar releases, and we'd have how much signing we would do mm-hmm. at the camp. I mean, we would we would literally dry out marker after marker <laughs> after marker. Yeah. <laughs> For those guys, Nick, that do that, and, it, and it's also authors and musicians and so on. I, I've seen where musicians that walk in and there's uh, tables and tables just filled. Yeah. With albums, whatever it may be, and this is what we're doing for the next several hours. There has to be someone standing there going... People paid for this. Yeah. It's, you're getting money for this. Yeah. This is not just signing away because, you know, you ran into somebody. They are actually, this is a premium. They're actually paying you to do this very thing that you're doing. And if you can you can have someone reminding you of that, uh, then the kind of laborious over and over repetitive nature might make sense to you. Speaking of that, this is a completely different uh, 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 turn on this, but, but of doing the same repeated uh, motions over right. and over. Yesterday, I was doing some prep work, and I came across, and it was an appreciation of farm workers and field workers. And it was video after video of what people actually do to get the food on your table. Right. And it showed workers out in the field, like, sorting through things that you've probably never seen uh, that uh, cultivated, like uh, like asparagus and Brussels sprouts. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, I know that's what that thing looks like, you know, before they you know pick it and cut it and right. get it to the store and everything. But the speed at which and the the repetitive nature at what the field worker does is insane. You talk about hard physical oh, yeah. labor and the position at which they're bent over and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Mm-hmm. Do a search on that sometime, and it will give you a perspective on that food that you're putting on your plate. And, you know, and obviously as we're going into Thanksgiving, one of the biggest, you know, meal celebrations of the year, take a look at that. You you will you will appreciate what people like that do for a living because it's, it's hard work, and it's over and over and over. And plus, they get so fast at it, it's kind of fascinating. I want to see that, yeah. That skill, uh, and they, they remind you in some of the... Um, some of the uh, the captions that, uh, by the way, you can cut your finger off doing this very, yeah. very easily because yeah. they've got super-duper sharp knives and they're just whap, 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 whap. They're going through this stuff. It's pretty amazing stuff. So, uh, But anyhow, so people are up in arms about Dylan using an auto pen He's uh, uh, to sign this, his book. So they're they're offering refunds. Well, as well they, they should. They, like, they got called out on it. As well they um, should, yeah. Yep. All right, let me go to another. We only have time for one or two more. Uh, all right, got it. 
Uh, Bruce Lee may have died from drinking too much water. Doctors have uh, claimed nearly 50 years after he passed away. Yep, uh, he was 32 years old, summer of 1973. While in Hong Kong, an autopsy at the time showed that Bruce had died from brain swelling, which they still believe happened, but at the time they blamed on him taking a, uh, a painkiller of type. It may have been like aspirin or something along those lines. Uh, but un- it was the untimely passing sparked rumors that he may have been assassinated by Chinese gangsters, poisoned by a jealous lover, or the victim of a curse, all this other stuff. Um, but now researchers have reviewed the evidence to rule that Bruce probably, more than likely, died of hypoantremia. Uh, so I, I think that's how you pronounce it. No, it's Mary Hypo, Joe. <laughs> hyponatremia. In other words, they said, uh, according to the Clinical Kidney Journal, a team of experts wrote uh, that uh, the kidney's inability to excrete excess water killed Bruce Lee. Uh, hyponatremia uh, means that the sodium level in blood, which your body needs uh, for fluid balance, is abnormally low. And imbalance causes cells in the body to swell, including ones in the brain. Isn't that wild? Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. I mean, and, and they're, they're fairly conclusive about this. Yeah, they said he had uh, multiple risk factors looking back at this, including he was drinking high qualities of liquid, high quantities of liquid. Also, he was a pot smoker, which uh, increases uh, th- thirst, as well as other factors that uh, decrease the ability of the kidneys, such as the use of prescription drugs and alcohol. His wife, Linda, revealed how Bruce had a fluid-based diet of carrot and apple juice in the run-up to his death. So for whatever reason, he was mainly just subsiding on a liquid diet. Uh, And Matthew Polly, who wrote the biography Bruce Lee, A Life in 2018, refers to repeated water intake on the evening of his death. Mm. Researchers wrote that the fact that uh, drinking of water was noted when it is uh, such a commonplace activity means that it was likely noticeably higher than those around him on the day that he died. Wow. Pretty wild. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Thought that was kind of interesting. So, all right. Anyhow. Uh, all right, is that it? We done in the junkyard? That's it. Yeah, that's it. Outro music. All right. Uh, with that, uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second. I think we have some more bizarre file stories that we'll dive into. Some more things to give away before the day is up. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Greetings, good citizens. With Thanksgiving upon us, the thing I most look forward to is the traditions. Be it family, friends, food, and perhaps a beverage or two. And another tradition I really enjoy is connecting with MMR listeners during my annual Welcome Home broadcast. It's happening on Thanksgiving Day. So this Thursday, starting at 10 a.m. Pierre Standard Time, join me live on the air or the MMR app wherever you are, and I'll be taking requests, dedications, and holiday wishes for the MMR family coming together on Thanksgiving Day. And yes, I will serve up the traditional Alice's Restaurant at 10 a.m. noon and a Pierre vinyl cut version at 2 p.m. So let's stuff our ears with great music and cheer before you stuff your face. And happy Thanksgiving from 93.3 WMMR. All right, let's uh, get to the b file one more time. Here we go. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. All righty. Got a few stories to share with you. We'll start with um, this one. Firefighters with Central Emergency Services in Alaska said they responded after a moose was found to have fallen through a window of a home 
And he got trapped in the basement the and was stuck there. Yep. Why uh, the don't moose you forget the moose for a moment? Was sedated and rescuers used a people mover, a tarp, used to transport unconscious patients to carry the animal through the house and back outside. Uh, wildlife biologist treated the moose for minor lacerations on its legs. We're talking about moose. Uh, medication, yes. It Why is don't a moose. You forget the moose for a moment. Uh, so they administered medication to reverse the sedative's side effects once the animal was outside, which Ready I don't know what. Seahorse party. And maybe I don't know what kind of side effects. Maybe, uh, yeah, he sees things. Uh, the moose try to back forever. into the wild after about 15 minutes or so. All right, I have a horrible story uh, to pass along to you, but I think it's worth reporting in the bizarre file. Um, a couple. Living in the area where that University of Idaho student slaughter, you know, took place. Those four kids killed horrible. Well, these couple that live in the area said that their dog was brutally killed and skinned from head to tail just weeks before uh, the students were massacred. They don't know if this is tied in together or right, not, but that is right. a that is an incredibly brutal thing to have happen, and it might. You never know, so they're going to look into this. Uh, Buddy, a 12-year-old mini Australian shepherd, was killed in October. Uh, the owners, Pam and Jim Colbert, uh, said they let the pup outside before heading to bed, and he was found dead. They believe that someone might have been waiting for them to let the dog out. Uh, police reportedly haven't made a connection between the death of Buddy and the college students' murders, but it's clear uh, the community has all the more reason to stay on high alert. They're botching uh, this, this investigation like crazy. Apparently, there's all sorts of stuff that they're they're just. Uh, it's an embarrassment because there's this evidence that there's screwing they're screwing up the the crime scene, and there's all this stuff that's not adding up. So I'll be curious to see how this plays out. Uh, yeah, so they've been searching, obviously, for the murder weapon, uh, which was considered a, a combat knife. Uh, the PD recently acknowledged a uh, 911 call came from one of the surviving roommates' phones, but wouldn't say exactly who called the police. So, But, yeah, this animal tie-in thing, I don't know if it's, you know, that's, that's disturbing Horrible. as hell, so you never yeah. know. It might be a part of it. All right, a man dubbed the Gimp Man of Essex in England has slammed a latex-clad person who has terrorized villages across Somerset in recent years. So the Gimp Man's uh, the, not happy about this. He's not happy with it. The Gimp Man of Essex is a local celebrity in Colchester, where he can sometimes be spotted doing his weekly shopping in the Tesco while dressed head-to-toe in black latex. I mean, like, head-to-toe, all the way down the Gimp Man's Is there any room for one Gimp in this town? Uh, going by uh, at Gimp Man of Essex on social media, he shares footage of his outings and poses for pictures with stunned onlookers. Uh, he also looks to use his fetish for good and often organizes fundraisers. Ah. However, he isn't the only so-called Gimp Man to have cropped up in the UK as of late, and not all of them are acting as uh, saintly as he is. Police recently announced they're investigating up to 20 reported sightings of Gimps in villages between Bristol and Weston Supermare. Uh, since 2018. It's an onslaught of games. Yeah, one victim uh, managed to take a picture of a man dressed in an all-black latex suit with a full face mask on while a woman saw a similarly dressed man touching his groin uh, in the street. No, no. The victims say that they were left absolutely terrified after bumping into the gimp uh, in early hours. It's not uh, all so, gimp, clearly. This is a disgusting gimp. 
Yeah, for the gift man of Essex uh, said what this man has done is 100% wrong. He said, uh, this guy has undone everything the gimp community is trying to do. Damn it. It gives us all a bad rep. Jumping out on women, however you're dressed, isn't right. There are innocent guys like me who go out on walks in their gimp suits. Just regular nine-to-five gimps, Preston. That's all. Hiding hiding around in the dark and scaring people lifeless. He said, that's different. So he wants it to stop right away. <laughs> putting my gimp foot down. A North Carolina man allegedly pulled a gun on a Wendy's employee after not receiving the sauce with his order from his from the fast food restaurant. Officers responded to reports of an altercation between a customer and employees at the restaurant. The man was driving around the parking lot brandishing a gun and refusing to leave. Officers spoke with an employee who told them that uh, the man was upset that he didn't get any sauce with his meal. Is their sauce uh, particularly good? Or is it just Not regular I sauce? I think it's just regular types. I, you know, it depends on what he wanted. You know, if he's getting nuggets, you can get a variety of right. sauces. Then it's worth Maybe putting a gun. One, I mean, this guy that killed somebody over duck sauce. Yes. I remember that Absolutely. story in New York. So the man began arguing with the employee, pulled out a handgun, threatened to shoot the employee. Huh. The employee closed the drive through window and immediately called 911. Officers who were talking to the man in the parking lot recovered a handgun from the man's pants pocket and determined that the gun had been reportedly stolen in Mecklenburg County. Uh, the man has since been charged in that incident. A U.K. Uh, beautician claims to have seen the face of Jesus Christ in her bronzer. Wow. Uh, Kelly Passmore oh. says that she was looking down at her body shop bronzer doing her makeup when she noticed the face. This is all making you look very slutty. Was so sure of what she saw that she shared a photo with friends. She claims 80% of the people that she showed the photo to agree that they saw Jesus. The image also went viral when she shared it on social media, but some said that they saw the face of Charles Manson. That's what I see. Rather than Jesus. Uh, Six of one, a half dozen of the other. Rather than the, uh, the face of Jesus in the bronzer. What is a bronzer, Kathy? It's like uh, it's like a darker um, foundation. You sort of just put it on like the accents on your face, like on your cheeks mostly. So she found this in her makeup. See, it, I thought like, it was like a like a piece of tan or something. Oh no no no! It, she, it's probably just from like you know rubbing the brush on the powder, yeah. and then you know eventually some parts of it start to go okay. away, and Jesus was there. Jesus <laughs> or Charles Manson, depending on what you want to see. Kathy, the photos yeah. up here on the on the screen if you want to take a look. And, oh yeah, that's Jesus. Uh, it's definitely Jesus, Preston. I don't but know. You if don't think? Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Right. I uh, haven't seen it yet, so I'll, I'll have to make 100%. my. Uh, uh, my prediction a little later on. All right, and then uh, we'll do one more story. Uh, police in Queensland, Australia, searching for hackers who they believe infiltrated a digital billboard on a busy road and configured the display uh, for pornography for mm. several minutes. Uh, the outdoor operator, GOA, said that the billboard in Brisbane began to show inappropriate content of pornographic nature on Sunday morning. Look, Daddy, uh, that's what you do to Mommy. It began at 9.23 a.m. and remained on the large billboard for three and a half minutes. Wow. Within minutes of the breach occurring, uh, IT techs began an immediate shutdown and investigation, according to a statement. Uh, they said, we regret the offense or distress that this may have caused to members of the public who uh, evidenced this transmission. We are particularly conscious this may have included children and adolescents mm. as well. True, true. Uh, by the way, they, uh, they said that it... Uh, 
captured imagery of the individuals and have passed it around to police. And uh, they maintain more than 70 of the LED billboards across southeast Queensland. So I don't know how many of those were affected. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. Preston, uh, case. You, I'm sorry to interrupt. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Real quick, you mentioned billboards. Uh, I'm up on a billboard right now, believe it or not. Uh, I was honored for Man of the Year with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, and uh, I didn't even know that they were going to do this, but if you are on the PA Turnpike <laughs> west of 95 uh, for west and eastbound traffic, you can see my smiling mug, Aww. and then also on... Um, uh, there's gonna be it's gonna be on, in Delaware as well, and that but that's not until mid December. So thanks so much to LLS, a great huh. organization, and a really nice honor. Wow, good for you. Yeah, nice. thanks. Is it a digital uh, billboard? Does it change? Yeah, digital okay. billboard. Me and Cindy Webster and a couple other people who've been honored okay. by uh, LLS. But yeah, pretty nice thing. Okay, cool. Uh, let's see, Casey. Question: uh, Can I give away some Christmas miracle invites? Hmm, right let me now? think about oh. that. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I love it. Right. We're going to get another three callers right now. Three callers who are at least 21 years of age available on Wednesday, the 21st of December to join us 6 a.m. at Park Casino in Ben Salem for the Christmas Miracle. Now, you might be called up on stage to participate in our game, which is trivia-based, and it's all about the President and Steve show, so you got to know a thing or two. This is why we do this. It's to uh, reward uh, listeners who have been with us for a long time. And we have some great prizes that our uh, sales and promotion staff are working on for this. And Miller Lite's our sponsor. So we do the Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Edition. Yeah. And we'll take the first three callers who want to be there. 215-263-WMMR. You will be able to join us in that audience that morning. It will be a good time. Whether you win or not, we will have fun hanging out together. All right. So we'll take those callers. We're going to take a break. Come back in a second. Lesson question, trash, music news. Those things are up next. Stay with us. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD too. The MMR Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, coming up closer to the end of the program and your opportunity to win our Word of the Week prize. Only three letters this week. That's it. We'll give that away in a little while. So make sure that you are in attendance and ready to go for that beautiful day today. Best day of the week. Uh, 56, 57 degrees. It's going to feel comfy and sunny and wonderful. And for Thanksgiving... Basically the same thing, only partly cloudy skies. Uh, Friday, a little bit cooler, high 52, and some rain expected. And then Saturday, uh, low 50s, and sunshine Sunday, a little bit of rain, high near 60s. So, uh, you know, a little back and forth, but uh, not too bad. We get a, a nice uh, stretch of days uh, leading into the holiday, which is wonderful. We're going to ask a lesson question today. Going to give away a four-pack of tickets to experience the magic of the season at the Tinseltown Holiday Spectacular at the Expo Center at Oaks. Uh, the question, I'm going to paraphrase uh, what Nick sent over to me. Uh, if at Thanksgiving meal you compliment some the food by taking a dump on the floor, you are from what country? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR, okay? If you compliment by taking a dump on the floor, you are from what country? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer, and we'll do the trash while you're calling in. Trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR. 
with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, this we have morning. The case? Yeah, Trash yeah. is brought to you by Horizon Services, the area top home services team. Does it all, fixing or installing all your plumbing needs the same day or it's free. Get up to $200 off on plumbing repairs. Book fast at horizoneasybook.com. And what's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Liam Hemsworth comparing his current girlfriend, Gabriella Brooks, with former wife, Miley Cyrus. Liam says the biggest difference is after sex with Miley, he often had an overwhelming desire to dip his penis in Clorox. <laughs> oh, my God. On the heels of her split with NBA star Devin Booker, Kendall Jenner is explaining her attraction to basketball players. Kendall says there's something old-fashioned and sweet about being able to stand while tossing someone salad. <laughs> hey! And finally, it virtually never happens, but North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un was seen out in public with one of his children. From what we understand, he's participating in Take Your Daughter to Mass Public Execution Day. We are looking for the answer to this lesson question. We want to find out if you know uh, if you're at Thanksgiving and you take a dump on the floor. It's a compliment. And what country are you from? 215-263-WMMR. Casey, who are we going to check in with, please? Talking to Nick. All right, let's go to listener Nick. Hey, Nick, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Sorry to bother you at work. It's all right. Wonderful, bud. No problem. All right, so if you take a dump on the floor at Thanksgiving dinner, it's a compliment. You are from what country? I believe you would be from Paraguay. That is correct. Yeah. 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 Nice work, Nick. Hang on the line. Going to give you a four-pack of tickets to experience the magic of the season at the Tinseltown Holiday Spectacular. Uh, enjoy larger-than-life illuminated sculptures at the Expo Center at Oaks. Tickets on sale now at TinseltownHoliday.com. And Kathy Romano, there's a special code you can use, isn't there? Yes, so if you don't win the tickets, use uh, Kathy20 and you'll get a discount. All right, there you go, Kathy20. All right, music news. Here we go. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Music News this morning is brought to you by Liberty Safe. It makes great gift or a way to store the very special presents Santa leaves under the tree. Visit them in Bordentown or Mount Laurel online at libertysafesnj.com. All right, uh, Black Crows members Chris and Rich Robinson had to take matters into their own hands on Sunday during a show in Melbourne when an audience member ran on stage during a performance of Stare It Cold. Uh, When the man ran onto the stage, Chris attempted to slow him down by swinging his microphone stand in the man's direction. Uh, He is then chased by security over towards Rich Robinson's side of the stage, and then Rich smashed his guitar into his chest. Wow. <laughs> and I don't know what to what level, but that's how it was written in this story. It was story. pretty aggressive. I saw the video, and um, uh-huh. uh, and the, the guy, I guess there there were there been people running up on stage to stage dive, yeah. but they don't know security-wise. They don't know what's going on. So, so yeah. did he did he take it off and grab it by the neck and swing it like an axe, or he, he what did he do? He pushed it out like a, like a, like a javelin. Okay, yeah. all right. Uh, and he, Rich apparently said, hey, you, throw that mother effer out, right? Get the F out of here. Uh, the Crows then uh, restarted Stare Cold, and they performed without further incident. On December 16th, Metallica will stream its 2022 Helping Hands concert in benefit of the band's All Within My Hands Foundation. And it will be live on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, the show will take place at L.A.'s Microsoft Theater and feature the third edition 
of the Helping Hands concert in auction uh, with an opening set by Greta Van Fleet. A variety reported the concert will be available to stream in the U.K., Latin America, Italy, Germany, Switzerland, Austria, and France on Saturday, December 17th. And the concert will also be simulcast on Pluto TV globally and on YouTube. Um, let me see here. Except for, uh, we have a couple of releases taking place today. Um, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, four CD, six LP set live at the Fillmore, 1997, is coming out today. Uh, the collection, which was produced by Heartbreakers guitarist Mike Campbell and longtime producer, engineer Ryan Ulady, uh, was culled from the band's legendary 1997 20-night stand at the San Francisco venue. Uh, the shows from January and February 97 have become legendary. Uh, with each night featuring a different set list, allowing Petty and the band to delve into their back catalog and flex their muscles on old favorites and cover versions. Uh, the final night of the run, February 7, 1997, was broadcast live and proved to be the longest show of the stand, clocking in a whopping three hours with the Heartbreakers tackling 40 songs. Uh, six of the shows, according to the announcement, were professionally recorded, and the release features many of the high points of the residency. Uh, the small venue allowed the band to vary their sets each night, uh, they included rearranged and distinctive versions of their hits, deep cuts, and many cover versions, paying tribute to the artists that Tom and the band had been influenced to buy. So that'd be a good holiday gift for yeah. Tom Petty fans. And then finally, also out today, The Doors' new record store day release titled Paris Blues. Uh, the set features um, the official premiere of the band's last unheard, unreleased song called Paris Blues. The title track is Original Blues Song. Come on in. Uh, written by the band. It's the Doors. Uh, oh. Okay. <laughs> Spaghetti. Uh, the, the track was recorded during one of the band's recorded Preston sessions. Casey's here with Spaghetti. For <laughs> the soft parader L.A. woman that no one seems to remember. Uh, Paris Blues also contains a pair of outtakes recorded during the band sessions for 1969's A Soft Parade. Uh, the song "You Need Meat, Don't Go No Further," Spaghetti and I'm your on the storm. <laughs> Dung-a-doo-doo-doo. Spaghetti uh, on the storm. Uh, both feature Ray Manzarek on vocals, uh, backed by Robert Cre- Robbie Krieger and John Densmore. Uh, bass by Robert DeLeo of Stone Temple Pilots was added to the song, uh, which were included on the Rhino's 50th anniversary edition of the album. So that's out, and there's some other. Um, special uh, releases on that uh, that are uh, cool to any Doors fan. And that's what I have in music news. That's the final item. All right, that means that we can take a break, but it also means we need a winner of a secret text word. All right, so you've been texting in this morning. Uh, we have a Bonefish Grill gift card. Uh, Kathy, what number caller you want to take? Seven. All right, let's do that now. 215-263-WMMR. Let's even know the secret text word. We'll come back. We'll get a winner. We'll give away a word of the week prize. We'll get a winner for that, too. And we'll turn it over to Pierre Robert. Stay put. We'll be back in just a moment. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Celebrate the coziest season with Acme. They're bringing all the fall flavors to you. From pumpkin everything to caramel apples and all your seasonal favorites. Make the most of fireside dinners, game-winning touchdowns, and warm family gatherings. Acme's here to help you spice, season, and savor every moment. You'll find fresh inspiration, chef-curated recipes, on-demand cooking classes, and more just waiting to be enjoyed. 
So slow down and fall into flavor at acmemarkets.com slash fall. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve show podcast. Hi, yeah, yeah. Uh, we we're looking for a winner, right? Caller seven, I believe, Casey. Yes, as a matter of fact, we are, and uh, that person is on the line. Uh, and right, caller seven Tedford. is on line seven. His name is Eric. Uh, good morning, it to you, Eric. Good morning, it to you. All right, Eric. We need a secret text word. Reveal it, please. Well, it's not spaghetti. It's marker. <laughs> yeah, marker. Yeah. That's it. Right. Yeah. Hang on, buddy. For the secret text word, we have a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card for you. It's just that simple. And uh, I'm sure we grabbed a random texter as well, right, Case? We did, and our random texter winner is K-If Hoduka from uh, Philadelphia. No, it's Keith. Sorry. Keith, yeah. Hoduka. <laughs> uh, from Philadelphia, congratulations. You also won yourself a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card. Very good. I would like to thank our one and only guest on today, hometown fella, Big J Okerson, who came by yeah, this morning. Hey. We'll be at Helium Comedy Club, and he's got shows tonight uh, and then Friday and Saturday as well. And uh, they're selling out, so get those tickets. Go see Big J. Uh, have yourself a, a good time. He's he's one of the best. He's great to see live. May I ask a uh, quick, uh, question to you, Preston? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a fingernail that's black. What happened to that? Yeah, it's been like that Oh, that. Now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, look at that. It's so nasty. It's coming off soon. Tribute to the cure. Um, that was, believe it or not, uh, playing golf. Um, wow. <laughs> I know a lot of people don't know what a rough sport it is. Yeah, it no, is I, was putting, I was putting my golf uh, club, I grabbed it by the uh, the blade of the club, yeah. you know, the, the top part, and I pushed it down into my bag, and my finger uh, nail sandwiched between Ooh. another golf club and the golf club I had in my hand, like, Boom. And it was one of those where, like, the second I did it, I'm like, oh, that's that's coming off. Uh-huh. That's bad. That's, that, that one is going to get it hurt How bad. Far I was into- playing really well, too. In case it was, like, 13 holes in, something oh, like that. I was playing really well, too. It didn't really, and I, I hit a great drive right after I did that. I, too, I thought so. it might have been a return to Captain Blackfingers for a second, but uh, no. No, yeah. no, no. But <laughs> it's, I... I Keep kind of picking at it. It's probably going to fall off in the next month or so. I'm going to ask you a a stupid question. What's the difference between um, playing golf and going golfing? I don't believe in going golfing. And and why is that? Um, Because it's a a game that you play. It's not, uh, I mean, you know, like you're going to play football. You don't go footballing. You don't go Uh, tennising. But you go bowling. You don't go play bowl. Uh-huh. That's true. Good point. That's Kate. true. Mm. I don't know. It's just it never has fit into that package for me. When people say I'm 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 going golfing, uh, it kind of rubs me the wrong way. I don't get all freaked out or angry about it or anything. I'm like going to kill you. Dare you? But you think less of that person. <laughs> I do think a little yeah. less of that person. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, playing golf is is what I prefer to. Use. All right. No, it's good to know. Um. Anyway, we can ask the sports aficionado, uh, Pierre Robert. I don't here. know what you want. You call it whatever you want to call it. Just chew tobacco Sorry, and drink and smoke some filterless Sorry. cigarettes and get out in the goddamn field and work for once. I don't you know. know. Most do athletes don't me? smoke. <laughs> Most what now? Most athletes don't smoke. Oh, no, yes, they do. The good ones always smoke. That's it. Camels. The good ones. 
The ones who go golfing. Yeah. The ones who go golfing. <laughs> Dude, I'll tell you what. There's a picture of Len Dawson, like, halftime at the Super Bowl, just sitting in the locker room yeah. smoking a really? cigarette. Yeah. He's done. Yeah. Casey, you remember, you remember uh, Lenny Dykstra would, uh, like, he'd have all the chew spit, and they would leave it in center field. But in between innings, yeah. in between innings, he would spit the chew spit out, the tobacco out, and then go and have a cigarette in the dugout, and then come back out and put more tobacco in his mouth. So They, they trained him right back then. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Those were the days, I tell you. Right. You kids don't know nothing. Yeah, <laughs> nothing. I tell you, I'd love to see Pierre swing a golf club. That would be. Fun. Have you ever played? Do that uh, once. Yes, we had Your a tournament played. years ago. My dad was. Uh, my dad hit two holes in one. One when he was eighty. Wow. Um, he was wow. a great golfer. He um, he grew up on a golf course in Vermont, so um, he was a great golfer. But uh, did he? He tried to get you into the game a little no, bit. He couldn't care less about work. taking me. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. my mother always said to me, "Now listen, <laughs> when you get married." You take your wife out. Unlike your goddamn father who's left me behind every Sunday. And he, he would go on to say, to go on that goddamn golf course. And then she'd say, and when you get married, when your wife comes home from the beauty parlor, tell her how nice her hair looks. Unlike your goddamn father. Goddamn nice word to me in his life. And when you get married, you buy your wife a pretty dress. Unlike your goddamn father who goes golfing and doesn't buy me a dress. So golfing was clearly some sort of uh, issue. Well, yeah. when you want to skate from that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here's uh, the, the golf club has just been handed a, a putter, I believe. A bad idea to hand him that indoors. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, exciting. Makes my putter stand up. <laughs> Grab the chair. One, he just almost knocked himself out. One time and seven people died in that horrible accident. They played it wasn't easy. Uh, so I guess we need to, we do have a word of the week prize. We have one letter, uh, to add to the other two. You ready to go? Yes. All right. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now the daily letter. All right. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter M as in Mauricio. (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) Caller 4, 215-263-WMMR. That's correct. Oh my God. Did he swing it? Yeah, there's a camera right behind you. You, You're coming dangerously close to hitting that camera. Caller 4 at 215-263-WMMR. Whoa. Yeah, I told you. Uh, Bad idea. Every chance to win the prize. (laughs) Actually, that swing didn't look too bad, Pierre. I'm looking at you on this monitor. (laughs) Hell of a game. Nick's going to get hurt. Let's uh, wrap it up. Yeah, hurry (laughs) up. All right. Um, so it is this time of the program where we ask you what you have on your show today, Pierre. Yes, well, we'll have uh, another pair of tickets for that Hooters show next May. We've got Workforce Blocks of Hailstorm, ACDC, Fleetwood Mac for John McVie's upcoming birthday. Again, I remind you that tomorrow is the annual Thanksgiving Welcome Home show, uh, and we will have a lot of fun with that, and uh, hopefully you'll be able to tune in. Many folks are already home. If so, welcome home. If you're getting ready to journey here, flying or otherwise, uh, keep us on for the drive. I don't know if you can keep us on during the flight or not, but... Um, if they allow sure uh, web content, yes, right, absolutely. Right. Yeah, not a problem. Yes, so, yeah. yes, so uh, keep us on. We will bring you home. We will. I will land the plane. Yeah. <laughs> flying Air Pierre. That's the way to go, baby. <laughs> you and I got to go golfing, bro. Yeah. I mean. Oh, my God. Preston would murder you yeah, by whole two. Yeah. yeah. You, Preston. You guys wouldn't be friends anymore. Dude, what, when, when the dude and I went hunting, man. Uh-huh. Uh, man, we shot us some pheasant geese. Where 
at what point did I become the great outdoorsman? That's what I want to know. I, for some reason, in the past few years, I have become this manly man of men among men, and I don't know where that happened. It's the golf. Because you always go golfing. It must be it. I don't know. Golfing, you go hunting. You go shooting. No, I don't. You go rocking. You go climbing. You go flying. I will rock. Yes. I do rock for sure. You do escape rooms? Yeah, you skate the boom. (laughs) You do all those booming things. Skate the boom. Uh huh. Uh, well, we're gonna we're gonna go to a phone call now okay. and see if we can get a winner. We were looking for caller number four, Casey. Who does that happen to be? That's Emily. All right, uh, let's go to Emily. Good morning to you, Emily. Good morning. All right, we have a three-lettered word for the prize. What is it today? That word is bam. Birdie. Yes. Bam, bam, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Jackie, bam, bam, bam. To Tam, Tam, that is Tam. <laughs> and we are going to give to Emily a, I think it was Emily, wasn't it? Yes. yes. Uh, $250 gift code to squeezed.com. The best juice cleanse on the market. So, Emily, you can feel great, lose weight, look better. So, congratulations to you, okay? Oh, I already uh, hung up on her. All right, wonderful. Uh, 20% off site-wide this week for you. By the way, if you use the code Black Friday, you can receive two free vegan meals, and that is squeezed.com. So we are good to go in that regard. Uh, we'll take a moment to thank our sponsors, I guess, Case, if you don't mind doing that. Yep, the Preston Sea Show is brought to you today by Duncan. The Preston Sea Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors, and brought to you by Squeezed.com. Feel great and lose weight with Squeezed. All right, thank you very much. And uh, so that ends our broadcast heading into the holiday weekend. It's uh, been a lot of fun, and hopefully uh, you and your family and your friends and everybody who will be spending time together will have an excellent time. And as Pierre Robert said, he's got you completely covered uh, for Thanksgiving tomorrow. So make sure you tune in and make us a part of your gathering. So that is it. We are done. Ray John, all you guys back in the studio, miss you, and have a great Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you, thank you, and uh, we'll see you later, gang. Bye-bye. Have a great one. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you. This weekend, MMR continues the Thanksgiving tradition of Gluttony. Absolutely stuffed. With an overstuffed block party weekend. So big. Three days worth of extra big blocks. It's pretty massive. Instead of the usual one, two, three, we'll be fattening them up with extra songs all weekend. That's huge. The MMR Overstuffed Block Party Weekend. I couldn't need another bite. Because anything worth doing is worth overdoing. Damn right it is. An exercise in excess from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks.